1: On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk
2: Mississippi. Ah! Buckle up. It's Monday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi, and it is time to roll because what a weekend we had. Thanks for being with us, however you're listening, wherever you're listening. For that matter, whenever you are listening, we're glad to have you along. Of course, on the radio, supertalk.fm, on demand there via podcast, and of course, supertalktv.com if you want to watch and join us. Great to be with you, Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Visit pearlriverresort.com. Pearl River Resort, the home of the sports book at timeout lounge. If you want to be a part of the conversation. Oh, I promise you, we want to hear from you, especially this afternoon. We will have winners and losers coming up to start the four o'clock hour. Seaspire text line, time to unlimit your data with $45 unlimited only for prepaid by C Spire. Get unlimited on C Spire's nationwide 5G network for just $45 with auto pay. No credit checks, no hidden fees. Learn more at cspire.com slash prepaid. What a weekend. I mean, chronologically, in terms of things that were interesting on Saturday, here in the state of Mississippi, game day starts at 8 a.m. People got there at like 6 in the morning, and pretty good show. It looked really, really good. And then immediately coming out of game day, you roll over to the Plains, where Mississippi State and Auburn are playing, and the game was over like 20 minutes in except for the fact that the game wasn't over. And then you have a little bit of downtime, and then at 6 you get kickoff in Oxford with Ole Miss and Texas A&M. And, uh, you know, just like everybody predicted, Ole Miss's defense was going to be the story and was going to be the reason that the Rebels won the game on Saturday night. So, guys, just another ho-hum Saturday in the Magnolia State, guys. So I'm not completely drawing the
3: comparison between current Mississippi football and 2014 Mississippi football. Nobody has reached number one here yet. Nobody has reached number three here yet. That that has not happened. However, this feels in a way like it did back then. And it's been a long time between then and now where, where we could feel like this. But when you've got two programs in this state that... Our state is going to be ranked again on Tuesday night. Just go ahead and tell you. They're, they're going to be back in the top 25. So you'll have two teams that are ranked in late November, nationally relevant football programs that are playing meaningful, meaning really meaningful football in November. We haven't had it like this since 2014. National relevance, college game day, ranked in the college football playoff poll. This is what you envisioned and what we hoped for when Joe Moorhead and Matt Luke were shown the door and Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach were hired. This is what you were hoping would happen, and here we sit in late November. We're talking about access bowls. that That's the conversation today, is access yeah. bowls. College football playoff ranking, college game day, national relevance, great quarterback play, apparently great defense. It feels, in a way, like 2014.
2: Hey, Dad, November 13, 2021. Certainly different than October 4th of 2014. Yeah. But there were actually a lot of similarities, if you think about it. Game day in the Grove in Oxford. Mm-hmm. Coming out of that, you toss straight into a Mississippi State game. That one in 2014 was at home, this one was on the road. Mm hmm. Mississippi State kind of steals the show coming out of Oxford, and then Ole Miss has got to do something pretty remarkable later in the day to grab the headlines as well. And that's kind of what we got on Saturday. A lot of differences, but some similarities as well.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know that I fully agree with Borky there. I see some of the similarities, but... Uh, you know that that day is something that'll be difficult to ever replicate or even or even feel like it. I never I didn't really get those vibes on uh, on Saturday, but a tremendous day of college football for for the state of Mississippi. Both the uh, both state and Ole Miss getting I mean season defining kind of wins, and it will lead mm-hmm. to a season defining game in ten days. This is the first Egg Bowl we've had since twenty fifteen where both teams uh, are going to head to a bowl, I guess, yeah, other than last year, but what are we talking about? State was, you know, <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about? Let's, let's be honest. So this is it. You know, we've been, we have been we always talk about I'd like to see an egg bowl that has some meaning. We're going to get one in ten days uh, when these two teams collide and start bowl. Real meaning. Shit. Not local meaning, national meaning. Yeah, real meaning. meaning. Yeah, they the, yeah. the, the winner of this game will finish second in the SEC West.
2: How about Chick that? She says, what if I told you Friday one offense would score 40 unanswered points and one defense would completely stifle the opposing offense, but not what you think? Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 and,
4: the, the, and that's what we got. State is not as bad as Ole Miss was defensively. State's not bad defensively, I guess I should say. But the flip is on here of State as this offensive team and Ole Miss playing this good It's just really weird. The, I mean, we talked about it earlier in the season with Ole Miss has all the great running backs. They have the best backfield. But State has this great receiving core. We live in a bizarro world, guys.
3: We're in the upside down.
2: We, we really are. I, I, I,
3: don't I like that. Richard, I don't like that one bit. Hey, Dad, because I knew Richard was calling the game. I said State's getting beat 28-3. to 3. It's a bloodbath right now. And the thing is mm-hmm. that was accurate. It was a yeah. freaking bl- it was a bloodbath. To I mean, yeah. state was getting so out physical, if that's a phrase by Auburn early in that game, and something about going Use into it. the locker room, I, just a flip switched or, or the state team decided to just show up to the game, they finally put their pads on and were ready to go and Rodgers was unbelievable. It just
2: I mean, two the different teams part almost.
4: of that I, I, I'll the read you the part text. of that game. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Twelve twenty-three on Saturday, Borky knew that I was not in a spot where I was able to watch the game because I was broadcasting right. another game at the time. It said, State is losing twenty-eight three, Auburn is scoring at will. It's a bloodbath. And my response yeah. was, Wow, we got a fun game in Memphis. But nobody was watching, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> nobody was watching. It was a fun hey, was game. That,
4: I, I have no idea. Was my prediction correct? Who won that game?
2: East Carolina won thirty to twenty nine in overtime. I got, when I got Memphis, it. When Memphis, as the team that got the ball second after East Carolina had scored and kicked an extra point, Memphis, who has had incredible kicking woes this year, mm-hmm. scored. East Carolina thick. decided to ice the kicker. Memphis changed its mind to go for two and didn't get it at home. 30 29, East Carolina got the win.
4: Brian, hey, Dad gave you a winner there. I like that. Um, there you go. The, the Let's thing that State got me about Auburn. this game—they're down twenty-eight yeah. to three. What got me about that game so much is State obviously started playing better. No question about that, right? There was no indication that Auburn was just going to fall apart the way they did, and that's what they did. The first half, Bo Nix played the best college football of his career. Hey, I think at one point he was ten of ten with three touchdown passes. It was incredible, um, and State literally couldn't do anything to stop him. And then, and, uh, and this is a, something I brought up on the podcast. I had an interview today with uh, MSU assistant coach Dave Nickel that I'll go on my, my our pregame show we do for this weekend. At fourteen three, the broadcast. The, the, the sideline reporter says Leach told his players, look, if we execute, they can't stop us. What he saw at 14-3, to I have no idea. But he had confidence in his guys, and he was right. Once State started executing, I mean, Auburn might as well not have even been out there. It would look like a shell drill. looked like seven-on-seven. Seven. State just had open receivers. They made the catch. They had, they made plays after the catch. Uh, guys who hadn't done much this year, Jameer Calvin hadn't been in the end zone since week one. He had two touchdowns. Malik Heath has been off and on all season long. He had probably his best game uh, of the year this this past week. I mean, just a, just a, a game that I've never seen a game flip like that. Especially when, like I said, you know there was no indication that it was coming. Just it's twenty eight to ten. Okay, State got got a little momentum there. We'll see what happens. And then all of a sudden, it's it's forty three to twenty eight.
2: All right, let's press pause on that game. We're going to come back to it in five minutes. On the other side of the timeout, we're really going to go through Mississippi State-Auburn, what happened and how it happened. But let's shift to Oxford on Saturday night. Six o'clock kickoff. They announced a sellout late on Saturday afternoon. Really good crowd. They did some cool things to involve the crowd and create a great environment prior to kickoff. And then the game starts. And for the first 30 minutes, statistically Ole Miss absolutely dominated every category in the football game. And yet they were only up 13 to nothing at the half. Very, e- or 15 to nothing at the half. There was a safety yeah. mixed in there as well. It was 15 to nothing at the half. And it easily should have been 29 to nothing and maybe worse, but it wasn't. Then in the second half, the flip script in Oxford a little bit. Texas A&M remembered, oh, we have a good defense. We should play. Ole Miss is play calling a little conservative. A little? And then in the fourth quarter, a little. It was the Ole Miss defense that absolutely came to life. They get a touchdown off of an interception. And that was the difference in the ballgame. We'll talk about all these when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you. In Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. 4443 for all your glass needs. Taking a look at your afternoon commute so far, a relatively smooth ride. No current reports of any accidents or major areas of congestion. If you run into any traffic problems, please contact your local law enforcement. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601
0: 353 5217. Happy Anniversary, Little River Band. A night night of of hit after hit with Little River Band. Live at City Hall, live in Brandon, November 18th. Have you heard? Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Little River Band live in concert, November 18th at City Hall Live. Get more info at reallittleriverband.com. Produced by Red Mountain Entertainment.
6: Make it a November to remember with a new Mazda from Mazda of Jackson. Come in during the Season of Inspiration sales event and get 0.9% financing for 36 months on all remaining 2021 Mazdas in stock. That's right, 0.9% financing. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We're also giving you an additional $750 in customer cash on new Mazda CX-9s and get your first year's maintenance on us. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Jackson. Our incredible credit team works hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll buy it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Don't overpay for your next vehicle. Get to Must of Jackson today during the season of Inspiration Sales Events. Going on now at Monster of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Monsterofjackson.com. See dealer for details with proof
7: credit on select models. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. No drip roofing in construction. The name says
8: it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Whether it's getting the kiddos to school.
9: I love you. Bye, Mom.
8: Or taking it off road and uphill.
9: Oh, yeah.
10: Yeah. Woo-hoo. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby.
0: We've got the right tires for you. Tire Depot has a huge selection of tires for every budget and every purpose.
11: From everyday drivers to extreme off-road performance, Tire Depot has you covered. Alignments, mounting and balancing, lift kits, and general repair. Tire Depot, at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byron.
1: Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi.
9: Hey, will you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? Yes. Sports
1: Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial! Here on Super Talk, Mississippi. Are
12: oh, you gonna take me home tonight? Oh down beside that red firelight. Oh you gonna let it all? World go round.
2: At the urging of Michael Borky, let's uh, let's go through a quick little activity. It, this is hard the, to believe. The, the drive chart, and I'm actually going to back it up one series. He suggested that we look at the drive chart for Mississippi State in the second half. I'm actually going to take it to the last drive of the first half. Because Mississippi State, with 6'10", left in the second quarter, was trailing... 28 to 3. Right. In its 100 plus football, uh, 100 plus year football history, never, not one time, had Mississippi State overcome a 25 point deficit to walk out of a stadium with a win. So starting with its final possession of the first half, Mississippi State goes 10 plays. 75 yards in four minutes and 15 seconds to get on the board to make it 28 to 10 at the half. By the way, Auburn did what? Would they miss a field goal right before halftime? Is that right? Yeah. Yes.
4: Yes. Big play so they by uh, by Nathan Pickering to get a sack on that and, and push them out of field goal range.
2: So it could have been 31 to 10 going into the locker room, but instead it was 28 to 10 at the half. Right. Auburn got the ball first in the second half. Is that correct? No, state got the ball first. I'm sorry. Not good math. I'm looking at the time at which they scored. All right. Mississippi State gets the ball to start the second half. They go seven plays, 75 yards, three minutes and 35 seconds, and a touchdown. 28-17. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State's next drive. 98 yards in 10 plays, 5 minutes and 6 seconds. Uh-oh, we got a ball game. It's 28-23.
4: Right. Went for two and didn't get it.
2: With 13-28 to go in the fourth quarter, Mississippi State scored again at the end of a 6-play 72-yard drive. This was a short one. Only lasted 2 minutes and 45 seconds. Bulldogs 29, Auburn 28. Another two-point conversion failed. Yep. Next drive for Mississippi State. Five plays, 55 yards, two and a half minutes. Touchdown. 36-28 Bulldogs. Next drive, Mississippi State. Four plays, 45 yards, two minutes, 59 seconds. Touchdown. That's after Mississippi State, State 43. The, uh... Auburn 28. Auburn adds a late touchdown to make it forty three thirty four, and that was the final. You want to hear a stat? Yes.
4: this This is incredible. This is courtesy of uh, everybody's favorite message board over there on Six Pack Speak. So right now, Will Rogers in nineteen career games has six hundred and forty six pass com- com- completions. If he continues at this cur- at the rate he currently plays, attempts at, just, not yeah, complete average completions. He's averaging 34 complete for his career. He is averaging 34 completions a game. Okay. So if he keeps that rate, he'll be at 748 after after the bowl game, which would tie him for 13th in SEC history with Bo Wallace. If he continues that rate next season, around game five in 27 career games, he'll be the all time leader in SEC history of
2: career completions. Raid that air, baby. I'm just going to put this, I'm going to put this out here. I'm going to have none of anybody, anybody taking any credit for talking about how great Will Rogers career passing numbers are going to be because the first place publicly you heard anybody. Anybody? No message boards, no Twitter, certainly not on the radio and certainly not on television. Anybody talk about Will Rogers and career passing numbers came not for Brian Haydad on Sports Talk Mississippi, came from me. We we did the math in week two when I said, what if Will Rogers becomes a good quarterback for Mike Leach? What if he starts this year and three more because he gets a COVID year? You know what he's going to be? He's going to be the all-time leading passer in NCAA history if he stays healthy and he plays four years on top of what he had last year as a freshman. I was the first, hey dad. Let me expound upon this, by the way. Right now, this season, Rogers is
4: completing forty point seven passes per game. If he complete again, this is from the Six Pack Message Board. If he keeps that pace, he'd finish his career with two thousand. Assuming he played out through his COVID year, like you're saying. 2,355 career completions The NCAA career record For attempts Is 2,436 Wow He would finish A full 800 completions Ahead of our boy Timmy Chang In terms of completions If he plays like this For the next three years And if he plays this
2: way for the next three years Mississippi State's going to win a lot of football games
4: A lot of games Won a lot of games. This is it. This is the air raid if offense. If he plays like we, this for two more it.
2: years, there won't be a third. There won't be a third.
4: The, this is the air raid offense. We're seeing it now. It's here. It's 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 happening. This is what it's going to be going forward. There will be some down days. There'll be some days where the where offensively things aren't clicking. But this is what Mississippi State's going to look like under Mike Leach. They got a great deep receiving core. They have a great young quarterback. They got you know the offensive line is playing at a good, high level right now. Their running backs are weapons in the passing game. What can you complain about offensively for this team right this second?
2: Here's what I think you're entering at Mississippi State, and and you may say I'm underselling it, but I don't think I am. I think you are entering an era. This year, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. But you're entering an era where Mississippi State's going to win nine games every year. I don't think they're going to be talented to be in the 10-11-12 range. I think they're going to be some buzzsaws, And I think Mike Leach's career shows you that there is like a clunker that's mixed in. It's going to be a lot of wins. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. One thing I want to talk about before we go to the break
4: because I know people want to get my thoughts on officiating. You know, there was there were some a couple controversial calls. The one on Rodgers, where he where the uh, where T D Moultrie was called for targeting specifically. Mm-hmm. I know that that I, Jordan Rodgers, and I don't I don't know who was doing the play by play. I'm sorry. It was Bob but was, they, okay. there, there was a, by the
2: way there was a big announcer shuffle on Saturday.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Jordan Rodgers wasn't doing the SEC network game. It Was weird.
2: Well, and it was because Todd Blackledge had something happen. I don't know if it was COVID or something else. Mm-hmm. And and so Todd Blackledge got pulled off the game with McDonough, Orlovsky got moved up to that game. Jordan Rogers mm-hmm. got moved off the SEC network prime game to shoes in, and then they moved Cole into the booth and replaced Food. the sideline reporter on Saturday night.
4: So those of those guys didn't think it was targeting. Here's why I think it was. And I have total sympathy for T D. Moultrie. I don't think he's trying to hurt anybody. And if Rogers was six five it wasn't targeting. But when you leave your feet, and the first thing that hits the your helmet is the other guy's helmet, you're gonna get called for targeting a hundred percent of the time. A hundred percent of the time. That is you left your feet and went helmet to helmet. If that's not targeting, nothing is. And I understand that Jordan Rogers was talking about there has to be context to the rules. No. The rules are the rules. Yeah. I, I I understand, you know, that he wasn't trying to injure him. I understand it's unfortunate. But he hit him in the head with his helmet after he leapt into him. That's targeting. So, you know, not the best day for the for the officials. It never is. But that is the correct call, and there's just no way around that. Right call, wrong rule. Yeah, exactly. If you have a problem with the rule, buddy, I'm on your side. But the call was correct.
3: Yeah, that, that hit should not get a player kicked out of a game. But that hit... Is perfectly fine with fifteen yards in a first down.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree, I agree. with that hundred percent. But unfortunately it, it goes back to what we've been talking about for your know, yellow card, red card. There it is. That's a yellow card targeting. But I, you know, I I feel like I said, I feel bad for T D Moultrie, but it's it's the correct call. To the point where I was surprised they didn't call it on the field and it had to, the booth had to do it. I was surprised by that.
2: I, I'm sorry. You, you you got derailed. You were in the process of praising the officials. <laughs> they made their, I mean it's the right call. They, they made the right call in this instance. There's no question yeah, about Yeah, but, but 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 Mississippi State was inevitably going to get screwed, right? I to, to see State
4: get calls at Auburn is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I <laughs> I, have, I have I couldn't believe like never mind the comeback. This is happening. I couldn't believe it. And I'll be honest with you. When State was down on the goal line uh, with like less than a minute to go, I thought I thought State was going to score one for Cam Newton there. It's like, we're there, here it is. Here's the 50-burger for Cam. They didn't do it, though.
2: Well, we're going to bounce around. We're going to go to Ole Miss, Texas A&M next. Let me leave you with one, and, and then we're going to circle back to this. Jensaki, thank you. We're, we're going to come back and, and get to more Mississippi State and Auburn <laughs> later in the show this afternoon. Will Rogers. 44 of 55, 415 yards passing, six touchdowns, and no interceptions. Good day of the work. Good enough to earn him SEC Offensive Player of the Week honors. And Walter Camp National Player of the Week. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Let's talk Ole Miss and A&M when we come back.
8: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 72. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 53. Your Tuesday rolls in with sunny skies, high near 76. Tuesday evening, mostly clear, low around 56. And for your Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 78. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
0: Call the experts, Rotorooter. Since 1934, Rotorooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Rotorooter 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Rotorooter,
8: that's the name. And a winkle trebles down the drain. Rotor.
14: My great uncle, John Juniker, started Juniker Jewelry Company right here in Jackson in 1944. He was followed by his nephew, my dad, Ted Ravenstein.
15: Then all his children, including my John, followed him in the business. And I joined
14: Uncle John as a fourth generation here at Junikers. I'm Corey. I'm John. And I'm Rachel Ravenstein. Inviting you to join our family this season at Juniker Jewelry Company as we celebrate over seven decades as Mississippi's direct diamond importer. Today we have ten times the selection of diamonds, engagement rings, and fine jewelry you'll find in any other store in the state. All at the guaranteed best price in Mississippi. For your diamond engagement ring. For the ultimate Christmas gift. This holiday, come home to Juniker Jewelry Company. Because love can't wait.
13: Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct
14: diamond importer.
13: From anywhere in
6: Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in
10: Madison, and online at junikerjewelry.com. Juniker Jewelry, because love
15: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. EPA Administrator Michael Regan is in the capital city today, beginning a week long journey to justice. He'll be spotlighting what's called long standing environmental justice concerns in Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas. Today, he's joined by Congressman Benny Thompson and Jackson to highlight the city's long standing water problems. America's largest biorefinery will break ground in Natchez in 2023. Mayor Dan Gibson shared the news with Supertalk Mississippi. Velocis has locked in a few major deals recently. They just secured
14: financing this week because they have a fantastic client lined up for the next decade, Southwest Airlines, in addition to a memorandum of understanding with British Airways.
15: Gibson said the project is a $1.5 billion investment. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
1: This is a go. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. Right here on Super Talk, Mississippi. Exactly.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. Streaming at Supertalk.fm, you can text us on the ceasefire text line at 601-879-4395 going to dive into Ole Miss and Texas A&M. I do have a question, though, before we do that. We're really going to start talking Egg Bowl tomorrow. We won't do much of that today, but for the rest of this week, we're going to talk Egg Bowl. Next Monday, we'll spend, I don't know, out of three hours next Monday, we'll spend an hour on Mississippi State against Tennessee State and Ole Miss against Vanderbilt, maybe. But with a short week to get ready for it, it'll be all Egg Bowl next week. I'm curious if we have gotten to the point where the delineation of who you think is going to win the Egg Bowl is simply which team you cheer for. Now, there there is a certain segment of the fan base that it doesn't matter if Mississippi State goes into that game 11 and 0 and Ole Miss is 0 and 11, that Ole Miss fan thinks the Rebels are winning the Egg Bowl and vice versa. If Mississippi State goes into the game 0 uh, and 11 and Ole Miss is 11 and 0, that Mississippi State fan thinks that Mississippi State is going to win the Egg Bowl. And there's some that go, well, home field, usually the home team wins the game. But I just wonder if we are at the point, based on the way the seasons have gone, where if you say, hey, who do you think is going to win the Egg Bowl? If you're an Ole Miss fan, you think more than likely Ole Miss is going to win it. And if you're a Mississippi State fan, you think Mississippi State's going to win and you don't have to stretch to get
3: to either conclusion. In fact, I You're expect right. the line to be even or one or two, one way or the other, barring some knock on wood, barring some kind of dramatic injury this weekend, and the teams both show up healthy, even plus or minus one or two will be the line. I mean, so the odds makers will agree. And at this point, I could argue right now why state's winning the Egg Bowl. And I could turn around and argue exactly why Ole Miss is winning the Egg Bowl, and I don't have to stretch at all
2: to get to either conclusion. Not even a and, little. And, and if you want to use numbers, hey, Dad, to argue it, you, you, you can do that. Yeah. You you, if you want to I look mean, at defensive numbers, you can see that both Mississippi State and Ole Miss are giving up exactly 26.2 points per game. If you want to look at offensive numbers, you can see that Ole Miss is scoring a little bit more, but Mississippi State has come on strong as of late, and they've really bumped their points per game average over the last couple of weeks. you want to look at total offense, you can see that Ole Miss is about a 100 yards a game better. If you want to look at passing offense, you can see that Mississippi State is about a 100 yards a game better. If you want to look at rushing offense as your determining factor, well, then you're going to have a pretty... Uh, pretty significant gap there, but that's really the only metric, statistically, where you're going to have a massive gap between the two.
4: Yeah. Two pretty evenly matched teams, there's no question about it, especially at this point in the season. Both teams are playing. I mean, this, this was the best win of the year for both teams. No question about it, this was it. And... It's gonna. I think, like, like Borky said, if if everything holds and we get what we're supposed to get on Thanksgiving night, we should get a fantastic football game.
2: Ceasefire text line. This is from the six zero one, from an Ole Miss fan. Quote: Mike Leach is the greatest offensive mind in the country. Close quote. Kiffin texted the show. Lane Kiffin, great to hear from you on this Monday afternoon. You practiced in the morning. It's good.
3: I'll cut it and we'll play it tomorrow. Leach actually had a really good response to that. I don't know who it was, but somebody asked him, you know, what'd you think about Lane Kiffin calling you that on the set of game day on Saturday? And he was like, well, that's really humble of him. Uh, He probably thinks that it's him, but I appreciate it. And it was a really good quote. Again, the Hmm. rhetoric, we talked about this last year. The rhetoric is not going to be what some people hope it is between these two guys. There's going to be so much complimenting come this time next week in those press conferences. Oh, they're the best. They're doing such a good job. Great offensive mind. on nah, on nah, 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 There will not be a shot. There will not be anything. It will be, I love that man, and he is the best a
2: week from today. That's what you're going to get. We're going to have a bunch of different poll questions probably daily starting tomorrow and they're all going to be themed and I would like to uh, propose Borky the theme for the first one I mean, I guess we could roll it out there today but we can hold it for tomorrow the, the Egg Bowl will be played in the 20s, the 30s, or the 40s Ooh. vote on it because, like we were saying just a second ago you could make an argument for all three. We got we got to say uh, this a second ago. Who do you like in the egg bowl? The over. You can absolutely make that argument. You can also make the argument for this being a game that's played in the twenties because of what these defenses are doing. I think QB plays too good, but you can make the argument, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so Ole Miss and Texas A&M on Saturday night. We alluded to this earlier. If you had Ole Miss's defense being the difference in the ball game, congratulations. You are Nostradamus. But that was really how it played out. Kind of a tale of two halves. Ole Miss had 408 yards of total offense at halftime. Texas A&M hadn't given up anywhere close to that. They, they were in the low 400s in the largest offensive output allowed all season. Almost got that in the first half. And yet, missed so many opportunities. A first and goal from the one-yard line where they went backwards. A, uh, a field goal that they had to kick, which, by the way, made a lot of sense. Almost took points in the field goal game, in the kicking game on Saturday night. And the one time they didn't, you might could argue they wish they had on the fake field goal where Mack Brown came up, what, about a football and a half length short of converting, and that there were two things at play on that particular play. Number one, if he just falls forward once contact is made, he gets the first down but he didn't, he was able to kind of shirk off a defender and then started moving laterally, and he took three steps. If the official just blows it dead for like progress being stopped, he probably picks up the first down. But because he kind of kept fighting, I think they got that one right when it was all said and done in terms of the spot. You look back on it and you go, might not have minded having those three points on the board. But it's a risk-taker's game as well, and certainly Lane Kiffin is not risk-averse, whether it be fourth down or a fake. I think it was the first fake of any kind that Ole Miss had, uh, had tried this season, field goal or punt or otherwise. I yeah, can't remember another one. Um, th- th-
3: th- offensively, Ole Miss was as good as they've been in a long time between the 20s. And a lot of that, I'm sure, has to do with health. I mean, when you've got Drummond and Sanders out there again, the the offense is extremely dynamic, and they were in between the 20s. Red zone offense was pathetic for this team. It was. uh, On Saturday night. I mean, that's just the truth. Some of that's a function, though, of Texas A&M's defensive line. That, too. I mean, this is the, the second most talented group that they have played this season and will play this season. And going into this game, people were arguing that AM might have a better front seven than Alabama. I don't agree with that, but I heard that in places. So, really good. And that affected things some, but still. When you've got first and goal from the this line, you need to score.
2: Yeah, it was inside what would be the half-yard line if there was a marker for the half-yard line. You need to score in that
3: situation, and they did not. But... Still, the story defense. I mean, what is that? Five weeks in a row now, where Ole Miss's defense at least played good enough to win the game, and in this case, they dominated. A&M yeah. had a, a touchdown in garbage time, where Ole Miss, in their prevent defense, gives up too many yards too easily. Aside from that possession, it was virtually dominant the entire night. Nine points from the defense, and then an interception that led to one touchdown two plays later. I did not expect. An Ole Miss defense to be that physically dominant over anybody, but especially Texas A&M. They stopped the run. Spiller was virtually non-effective at all, um, and that three-two-six was great against the number eleven team in America. Bad quarterback play notwithstanding.
4: Yeah, I thought at fifteen to ten, I was like, we're going to be talking about analytics on Monday. It's I like, this is going to happen. They're going to come back. And Ole Miss is going to have left points on the board and lose 17 to 15 or something like that. Another big part of this game was the thing I, I'll give myself a little pat on the back. I called for on, on Friday. I said that Ole Miss's running backs had to show up in this game. And Ely, Parrish, and Connor did that. The Ole Miss running game was fantastic uh, in this game. They didn't need Matt Corral running the ball because those three guys got it done for him.
2: Jerry on Ely, spectacular. 24 carries, 152 yards. Henry Parrish had nine carries for 58 yards. Those two both averaged six and a half yards per carry. And then Snoop Connor carries it 11 times for 55 yards and had probably the most important carry of the game, the, the 13-yard touchdown run. And the oldest offensive line, all five offensive linemen, played all 93 snaps in the game, including Eli Acker, who had played virtually none this season draws the start at right guard and really got the block that was the difference on the connor run kind of turned his guy to the outside opened up a lane connor shoots through it and gets into the end zone sports talk mississippi more coming up with you we'll be right back
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center, with two locations to serve you. In Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Taking a look at your afternoon commute so far, a relatively smooth ride. No current reports of any accidents or major areas of congestion. If you run into any traffic problems, please contact your local law enforcement. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
10: On game day, Ole Miss leaves it all on the field. But with the powerful towing and payload that F-150 delivers, you can take it all with you any day of the week. No wonder Ford F-Series is America's best-selling truck 44 years straight. The 2021 Ford F-150 and Ole Miss, built for greatness. Visit your Mississippi Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com. Based on 1977 to 2020 calendar year total sales.
13: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
17: What we're going to do right here is go back. And now back to
1: the- back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So
17: let's get rolling. On
1: Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs>
2: Sports Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. We talk about stadiums and atmospheres from time to time. And neither Vaughn Hemingway nor Davis Wave is the biggest stadium in the SEC. Not by a long shot, but both it has now been proven have the be uh, the ability to host crowds that create atmospheres that are difficult for the opponent. Vaughn Hemingway does not have the reputation for being a loud and intimidating place to play. It was loud and intimidating on Saturday night. It was an incredible environment on Saturday night. From seven minutes before kickoff, when for the first time ever, they completely turned the lights out in the stadium, they brought in 20 mechanical spotlights, robotic spotlights that were on top of the press box, that swept all throughout the stadium and then focused on the Ole Miss logo at midfield at the 50-yard line and then rolled into this deal where the video boards and the ribbon boards were all kind of flashing powder blue with powder blue spotlights going through the crowd. It place went nuts. And it maintained that atmosphere for the entire game. And that doesn't happen very often. It was really good. We've seen it in Starkville as well. When a state crowd is there, when Davis Wade's full, and they're into it, it is loud, and it is a hard place for opponents to play. Especially with those uh, gigantic pieces of
3: metal with a little metal ball on the inside that they're shaking.
4: Gigantic, yes. not the right word. They're handheld.
3: I've yes. seen some big old cowbells.
4: <laughs> I have too, but...
3: I love the the, uh, the double sided ones too. It reminds me of oh, yeah. uh, was it Darth yeah. Maul that had the double sided
4: yeah, lightsaber?
3: Yeah. Nerding out here, Richard.
4: I hear you. You need, to, you need to get one if you want to go that. If you want to go the movie route, they make them now with the pirate uh, sword grip. If you want to get that,
3: they somebody needs to make a quad cowbell where you just shake your hand like this and you got four ringing at once. I like it's it. really heavy, like a helicopter blade. You get a nice workout in. It's like a shake yeah. weight, but you know less problematic. Gratuitous.
4: Yeah. Sorry, we we all had an adjective to use there to describe the shake weight. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. Um, but Lane Kiffin didn't think it was loud enough. Apparently, said that um, Texas A&M didn't use a silent count, which is pretty unheard of in this conference to go on the road and use a verbal count. It should be a challenge to our fans to cheer louder. Two, both teams okay. called
4: for uh, for clapping. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. And the first one was hilarious, though, because the first one was called "On Texas A and M," just days after Jimbo went on a rant about "We're not gonna put I'll, up with it anymore."
4: I was in the car listening to you talk about that, and, and you and you said that you because know, uh God bless David Keller, I was like Richard, you got a daily talk show. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And he says, and you and you start saying, you know who's complained about that? I thought you, I thought you were talking about officiating, and I was like, am I about to get name dropped on the Ole Miss broadcast here? But no, it was Jimbo Fisher.
3: Yeah, yeah, he was mad about it. He even said that Alabama doesn't get those penalties, but we, well, we do. But
4: I did, I did laugh at Cole. You got on a daily talk show. Yeah, I thought that was funny. The, yeah. the one, so I don't, I didn't
3: notice the one that was called on A M, but Otis Reese is a safety, and he got mm. called for it. I mean, if a safety is clapping, and you
2: call him for trying to simulate a snap count, then yeah. what are and, we and doing I here? I don't think that's what it was. I think it was one of those deals where he was kind of sliding to his side and like clapping as he moved over, you yeah, know, like getting get in position. But no, I'm not saying simulating a snap count, but I said... At that point, when that one was called, that we have now created the three-point violation in basketball, the the three-second lane violation, where you can call it any time you want to, and all of a sudden it's a point of emphasis. So you have one official who is specifically looking to see if anybody is clapping to disrupt the snap count. It's like, come on, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Random compliment
3: of the day. Well-officiated game, it felt like? I thought so. There, there were some very upset Aggies about the uh, Jacquor Pearson catch that they reviewed, and he he caught the ball. Certainly not that. enough evidence to overturn it anyway. I
4: I thought it was a catch the whole time, honestly. And if I again, if I'm saying it's a catch, it's a catch.
3: Our friends over at tex Ags, even the people that like run the show, were not particularly thrilled with officiating, and kind of did the whole "it's their fault" thing. What when your offense scores 13 points when it matters? And you throw a pick six and give up a safety. And you lose by ten. You can't really point to officiating when you lose. Like, if it's a one-score game, sure, I get it. But
4: I promise the A&M fans fans weren't as mad as the Auburn fans. I promise. Hmm.
3: Yeah, when you give up 40 unanswered, you can't complain about
2: anything either. You can't really complain either. How about the sequence where Ashanti Sistrunk had the ball batted into the air? And then on the next play, he drops back into coverage and comes up with a huge interception that sets up Snoop Conner's touchdown just a couple of plays later. That and the fact that Ole Miss's defense, after kind of looking a little shaky on the first couple of drives of the second half, settled in without Jake Springer for the rest of the game after he got run for targeting. And by the way, we'll miss the first half of the Vanderbilt game. Very correct call that targeting, by the way. Say what? very correct call, that targeting. Yeah. Winners and losers coming up next. You're listening to w-
1: The Magnolia Super Supertalk
11: Mississippi, Powered by You're your street professionals Talk, at Peroni Street
2: Mississippi.
11: 601-345-8090. .fm. This is a Fox News Alert. I'm Steve Rappaport. A done deal.
17: Despite the cynics, Democrats and Republicans can come together and deliver results. We can do this we can deliver real results for real people
11: president biden speaking at a ceremony for signing a 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill next up on the president's agenda a roughly two trillion dollar proposal for a social spending package the uk raises its terror level after a blast outside a hospital in liverpool an explosive device was triggered by the passenger of a taxi killing the man Remarkably, the taxi driver escaped with only minor injuries and may have prevented more deaths by locking the car's doors. The blast has been declared a terror incident by police, and four men believed connected with the explosion were arrested elsewhere in Liverpool. Fox's Greg Palcott in London. Police are still searching for a motive. America is listening to Fox News.
8: Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile since 1871 in downtown Bolton presents Bolton After Dark. Cheers to 150 years this Thursday, November the 18th from 5 to 8 p.m. With music, food, refreshments, discounts, and more, along with the tour of the cotton gin with Mr. Ted Kendall from 5 to 7 p.m. Don't forget the $10 gift certificate to B-Town Steakhouse or Bolton Nutrition with a $100 purchase. It's cheers to 150 years at Bolton After Dark at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile since 1871. This Thursday, November the 18th from 5 to
17: 8 p.m. We'll see you there. Two Mississippi Museums, the Museum of Mississippi History and the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum invites you to our Holiday Open House, Saturday, November 20th, and our Christmas by the Candlelight Tour on December 3rd. These events are open to the public and holiday trains begin running on December 1st. Bring the whole family and enjoy these events. While visiting, take a tour of Mississippi history through our two museums, located on North Street with free covered parking on North Jefferson Street. Come enjoy the holiday fun
15: at two Mississippi Museums. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Senate subcommittee tasked with deciding how to spend the billions that'll flow into Mississippi through the American Rescue Plan. We'll hear from several speakers today, including representatives from the Legislative Budget Office and the National Conference of State Legislatures. Senator John Polk, who chairs the committee, says they're already working with city and county governments. Because the lieutenant governor is, is promoting a uh, grant program that would match funds for or worthy infrastructure projects of counties and cities. $1.8 billion will be controlled by the legislature, and city and county governments will share in over $900 million. Mississippians received 40 million robocalls in October, averaging over 13 calls per person, or 15 calls made per second. Central District Public Service Commissioner Brent Bailey says you can fight back. Register on the no-call list. To find out what steps to take, visit supertalk.fm
17: and action our
14: Our favorite favorite restaurants
17: open open again
14: again. i'm so pumped to be back on campus
15: so happy the
17: kids will be back in school (laughs) stop wait i can't do this life is not back to normal covid is not over i got my shot are you guys even vaccinated the only way to beat this thing is for us all to be vaccinated i mean the variants are deadly so please 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 do it today a message from the mississippi
10: state department of health my son is not some statistic my daughter's not a headline my girl
18: she's not someone's agenda what he what she is is irreplaceable
13: COVID hospitalizations of young people have tripled since the start of summer so i talked to my daughter's doctor about COVID vaccines
5: and she said they're highly effective in preventing hospitalizations and deaths
15: even from the delta variant
5: We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
15: A federal appeals court in New Orleans ordered the Biden administration to continue holding off on its COVID vaccination mandate for businesses, Alexandria Hoff with Fox explains.
0: The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals called the
17: president's mandate staggeringly overboard. Late Friday, the court upheld its prior decision to halt the administration's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, again for companies that employ over 100 people. The sweeping mandates were announced in September and met with immediate pushback. More than
2: half of U.S. states are now suing to block the requirement. The three-judge panel based in New Orleans
5: sided with opponents on their requirement on the basis of upholding constitutional civil liberties. They also also noted the economic impacts and the one-size-fits-all nature of the mandates. The
9: Justice Department says they are willing to fight this case all the way to the Supreme Court.
15: The mandate states that businesses with at least 100 employees have to ensure workers are fully vaccinated by January 4th or undergo weekly COVID testing. I'm Kelly Bennett
13: With a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine, breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
1: If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Here, Sports Talk Mississippi.
18: You like this show, huh? Yeah.
1: Super Talk Mississippi.
13: The legend of the Phoenix. Earlier this
2: afternoon, about an hour before All we became on the air.
18: Beginnings.
2: There was a what deer the on the loose inside our Lady of the Lake Hospital in Baton Rouge. Is that what we're calling stacks of cash given
3: to
4: recruits and their families now? Deer? You shouldn't refer to it. I mean I'm sure he's a great running back or receiver. I mean run like a deer, but you probably shouldn't refer to them as a deer.
2: Apparently the deer ran through the main entrance and up the escalator.
4: He heard there was money.
2: A lot of things go through that hospital. A lot of cash and things of that like. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. If you would like to be a part of the conversation, you may on the Ceasefire text line at 601 879 Four, three, nine, five. What did you like from the weekend? What did you not like from the weekend? We'll get to your winners and losers coming up in just a minute. We are, uh, coming to you from the Pearl River Resort studios. Pearl River Resort, the home of the Golden Moon Casino, Silver Star, just across the street. And of course, the sports book at Timeout Lounge. Visit them online at pearlriverresort.com. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad. Great to be with you. Hit us up on the Seaspire text line, 601. 601- 8794395 Let C Spire handle the managed IT services so you can focus on your business. Learn more at cspirebusiness.com. Let's do it. Winners and losers.
10: All I, all I, all I, all I do is win, 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 win no matter what. I'm
17: a loser baby.
10: We got winners. We got losers. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. We're never win.
2: You know the rules? Really simple. What'd you like? What'd you not like? What you like goes on the winner's side. What you didn't like goes on the loser's side. Michael Borky, lead us off. Curses. Curses are back. They are so back. The
3: Pam curse. Pole Assassin's Monkey curse. Texas has not won a football game since. Pole Assassin's Monkey curse bit a kid on Halloween. How about Kansas, man? One and eight, struggling. But, but in fairness, didn't they lose two or three before that also? Yeah, but that's not fun. So Yeah, that messes with the narrative, I it, understand. It I just, I just wanted to make sure I was... Okay, don't mess fine, with the narrative! Man, come on! Curses are back! The Pole Assassin Monkey curse, <laughs> the Pam curse, hit Texas, they lose to Kansas again. How about this? Kansas had lost 56 consecutive road conference games and they had to score 57 points to beat that 56-game losing streak on the road in Austin. Seeing the video of the kid who caught the two-point conversion, who does not play offense, by the way. Somebody got hurt. He's a walk-on. They're like, "Uh, you, go go in there and do something. Catches the two-point conversion in the video of his parents' perspective realizing that that's their son, and you hear them crying with joy that their son won the game in Austin for Kansas. 1-8 and Kansas was
2: awesome. Uh, Sark, what are you doing over there, pal? Not winning football games and apparently not retaining football players either. Sounds like there's going to be a fair amount of movement, attrition we'll call it, uh, in the Texas football program. So, hey dad, give me a winner!
4: I mean, how can I not go with Will Rogers, right? SEC player of the week, offensive player of the week. Will Walter Camp, national player of the week. Athlons, national player of the week. Uh just a dominating performance for him. And now here we are. You know, we talked earlier about, you know, delineations between state fans and Ole Miss fans on this one. I think the same is going to go for the Connerly trophy. I think there's a Venn diagram. Who won the game, who wins the trophy. Because if Rogers puts up the kind of numbers he's been putting up and he beats Corral in the egg bowl, it's gonna to be tough to say he doesn't deserve to be the Connerly Trophy winner. So Will Rogers is is, is taking command of this air raid offense, and and now looks like a guy who's in, in total control. Looking forward to seeing these last two games.
2: But since State's not gonna win the Egg Bowl, it's probably gonna be Matt Corral that wins the Connerly Trophy, right? Oh, is that where is that where we're going with that? Okay. I just I, just, I mean I was just thinking through your rationale and your logic. Yeah, I, mean, I guess what you're saying makes sense. Who the wild wins the card game? That-
4: I think whoever wins the game is gonna win the I think it's gonna be sort of like uh I guess was it thirteen 13 that were where you felt like the 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 was on the line yeah yeah that that uh,
2: feels right in this one i i don't I don't disagree with you i am gonna go Ole Miss defense and this is kind of like putting will rogers in the winner category you get it the problem is I don't think you can point to one guy. There was not a single player who had double-digit tackles. Dean Leonard led the way with nine. A.J. Finley probably is the guy that you would circle. He's got three interceptions in the last two games and had a 52-yard return for touchdown after his interception on Saturday night. But it was pretty balanced. It was 9 for Leonard and 8 for Finley and 7 for Reese and 6 for Williams and 6 for Robinson and just a bunch of guys in the mix. Ole Miss had only one sack. They broke up seven passes. It was decidedly a team defensive effort. I I said on our radio broadcast on Saturday night, this was with about four minutes to go in the first quarter, I said, guys, I don't know what we expected coming in. But let me tell you what is abundantly clear. Through the first 11 minutes of this game, there's a long way to go, but through the first 11 minutes, it's not even close. Ole Miss is the more physical football team. And they really were the more physical team on both sides of the ball. Now, it, it settled and kind of got a little bit closer in the second half. Texas A&M made some adjustments and you know, maybe waking up and deciding to play. And I think they were helped some by what Ole Miss did from a, a play-calling standpoint in the second half. That's not something that we've gotten to yet. Conservative play-calling in the second half. I asked a staff member on the sideline at one point, I was like, hey, what do you think the deal is with not pushing the ball down the field in the second half? Not attacking the middle of the field? And he looked at me and goes, their corners are really good. I was like, okay. Still thought that there was a lot of lateral against a defense with a lot of speed as opposed to a push-it-down-the-field philosophy. But and they were having good enough success to win.
3: vertically in the first half as well. That that comment's odd to me. You threw the yeah. ball down the field well early. Mm-hmm.
2: I agree. Another touchdown. I mean, Matt Corral, as good a thrower of the deep ball as you'll find in college football... He had Ja'Core Pearson wide, open-headed into the end zone, and overthrew him by, like, 12 yards. Yeah. On that early deep ball. So, almost defense in the winner's category. Any other winners? Uh, the United States men's national team. I even watched.
3: What a night ole, that was. Dos ole, ole, ole. Acero
2: again. I told you. I
3: and it. Guillermo Ochoa is a loser. He said before the game, he's the goalkeeper for Mexico. He said that, the United, that his team, that Mexico was the mirror in which the United States wants to see itself. The U.S. brings in Christian Pulisic, Captain America, as a super sub. He scores what felt Chelsea, like man. 30 seconds later, but he scores, runs over to the sideline, and pulls up his shirt. Underneath, he had man in the mirror written in his, written on his undershirt to take a direct shot back at Ochoa, who gave up another goal, by the way. So I wonder <laughs> if maybe uh, you're looking in the wrong mirror Guillermo uh the awesome the night Spanish
4: wor- go ahead no it's just an awesome
3: it's, night win yeah. 2 nothing. back on top of the group in World Cup qualifying kicked there you know what we were the better team from start to finish more technically skilled as well which is not something that you used to say about U.S. soccer so so are we the Americans in the World Cup yet there's still no. games to play in this stage, but we are in a fantastic position. It would be like blowing but the a th- answer is no. It would be 3 like blowing a three-three lead, right? Yes, it would be like the Atlanta Falcons blowing a twenty-eight to three lead. That's the, the kind of Eagers, don't position we're in. Yeah, Auburn. It would be like an Auburn-style collapse if we don't make the World Cup at this point.
4: The Spanish word mm-hmm. for loser is el perdedor, so that's what they are. Yes, there yeah, you go. Good. Uh, I got a winner. Don't know that I ever thought I'd bring them up on this show, but Mississippi State's volleyball team, they've won 10 straight. This is a program that has never been to the NCAA tournament, and yet th- this year they may win more SEC games than they have won in the previous five or six years combined. Uh, they are one game out of first place in the SEC behind Kentucky, who I think is ranked in the top five. Uh, they'll be ranked this week for the first time in program history. Coach Julie Darty dennis man, she is getting it done. 10-0. and and they've won, I think, five in a row since appearing since she appeared on the Thunder and Lightning podcast. I'm not saying I gave the rub. I'm just saying
2: I got one more winner for you. You ever heard the phrase "dance like nobody's watching"? Just let it fly. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Dan Mullen is a winner. Post game locker room in Gainesville on Saturday. He decided oh, to dance like nobody was watching after oh. an epic offensive performance for the Florida guy. Florida scored 70. 70. Henry Jones had the most prolific offensive day for a quarterback in Florida football history. It is a long and proud history. Dan Mullen, winner, dancing like nobody's watching in the locker room after the game on Saturday afternoon.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center, with two locations to serve you. In Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Taking a look at your afternoon commute so far, a relatively smooth ride. No current reports of any accidents or major areas of congestion. If you run into any traffic problems, please contact your local law enforcement. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
14: Shopping for that diamond engagement ring this holiday? Guys, you know it's what she really wants. I'm John Ravenstein. And I'm Corey Ravenstein. Come shop Juniker Jewelry Company with the largest selection of diamond engagement rings in the state. We are Mississippi's direct diamond importer with 10 times the loose diamonds of average jewelry stores. Every size, every shape, and every price range. At Juniker Jewelry Company, you get true, direct from the cutter, market pricing. And our guaranteed best price in the state right up front how refreshing is that pick your diamond and setting then our goldsmiths set and size your ring ready for your big moment we even have complete diamond engagement rings starting at under 1200 dollars, and go as big as you want to go we really do have an engagement ring for everyone this christmas you've got to get to junikers because love can't
10: wait Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and JunikerJewelry.com.
6: Madison Sellers, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits, from special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner. It's all at Madison Sellers Premium Wine and Spirits, Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center. today. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. (laughs) There are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll.
0: We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products and more fit. Whatever
6: your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The citizens bank in your corner member fdic at batteries plus we do more than fix phones and tablets we help our neighbors power their lives visit batteries plus in-store
10: curbside and online for fast and reliable phone and tablet repair learn more at batteriesplus.com
1: harm yourself with everything you need to take on your day wake up with gallo tomorrow on 97.3 fm super talk mississippi Back to Sports Talk Mississippi.
12: It doesn't get any better than this. What?
1: On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: I got one more winner. I'm putting Jimbo in the winner's column. Jimbo Fisher from Texas A&M. And no sarcasm here. I kind of dig the why, the what, the way the guy Jimbo Fisher has handled the LSU thing. You know, the rumors have been persistent, and they kind of won't go away. They've been quiet for a little while. He denied it early on in pretty strong terms. Love, love my ranches. Love where I am. Love, get yeah, great AD. Blah 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 blah. Everybody supported my foundation. Happy it can be. So let's ask again. He says. We're going to recruit an unbelievable class this year. So I'm the dumbest human being on God's earth to recruit all these guys to A&M so I can go across over there to LSU and play against them. If I were to leave, quote, you ought to say that's the dumbest human being and I don't want him to be my coach, close quote. One more for good measure? I want to be at A&M. Plan on being at A&M. Ain't going nowhere. Don't want to go nowhere else. I love being right here. Is that clear enough? You believe him? Today I do. See what
4: tomorrow brings.
3: If LSU drops $100 million, which apparently is being reported that they're prepared to drop, then yeah.
2: Texas
13: AM's already
2: dropped $90 million. Yes, and... You don't think they'll go to 100
3: to keep their guy? Sure, they they certainly can. But have you seen College Station? Yeah. Have they won championships recently? are we going to pretend
2: like Baton Rouge is like the Garden of Eden? No, but there's no yell leaders there. Man, the football team so isolated from that crap. I'm just kidding, man. Okay, no, okay, um, but he's. I, gotcha. ar- I
3: mean, d- how how seriously do you take me sometimes? Eh, Loosen up a little sometimes. Um, it is a better job though, marginally. Marginally.
2: Man, I just think they got all the pieces in place, and it they do.
3: And, in his answer right about now. recruits, I, I mean that. I, Pretty savvy. It's,
4: it's, did you just describe Texas AM as a machine? I did. I mean, they're gonna finish like fourth in the West this year.
2: Yeah, and that that's the thing though. I'm telling that their recruiting apparatus is a machine right now. That's
4: great. They're gonna they're gonna finish fourth in the West. And probably will be around that next year and going forward. I I, okay. I think at this point it's fair to say that last year was the outlier. Okay. I mean, LSU will get a good coach, and they'll be bright back up. Obviously, State and, and Ole Miss look like they're on the upswing. We'll see what happens with Ole Miss. They got a, they got some Dude, holes. This to fill, is year four. With, while while Kiffin's there, I mean, he's a good coach.
2: This is a team full of his guys. This year four. Yeah. They don't. They get quarterback issues.
4: By the way, I just want to point out that uh, Auburn paid twenty five million dollars to lose five games in the regular season
2: because Alabama's coming. Hey, do you think Auburn fans Auburn fans true or false? Hope Brian Harson has not been vaccinated. I don't I don't think they hope that, but
4: they're probably not they're probably wondering what they have to do at this point. Yeah.
2: But they've All lost right, four games
4: and well, Auburn L- losers.
2: Hey, have you ever guys have you ever heard the phrase dance like nobody's watching? Didn't, didn't we just have this conversation? Let me we, tell you literally... who the loser is. On, on Saturday, after giving up 52 points and trailing at the half by a touchdown to the Samford Bulldogs, Dan Mullen goes into the locker room and dances like a man possessed as if nobody's watching with a video on him. What is that moron thinking?
5: Richard,
4: Damn, I'm, getting think you're, I'm getting mixed messages from you. I well, think I'm getting mixed messages from you. Why not do you really say that? Sure what you're trying to, I'm not really sure what you're trying to say. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> I got no idea what you're talking about. Uh, all right. I got a loser. Y'all get mad if you want, but having the head coach as the guest picker is incredibly lame. Incredibly lame. I mean, it, once again, this you, is lamer you say than, get
2: mad like we picked him.
4: I'm just saying, if all, all the people on the on the text line want to get mad, I don't care. We you talked last week about how like Papelbon was kind of lame, and there's all this build up, and then it's Papelbon again. All this build up, it's Lane Kiffin. Yeah, and who's a guy that we everybody admits is kind of boring in terms of media. Great on Twitter, but when you just got a microphone in front of me, good
2: in that scenario though, wasn't he?
4: He did good, but I mean the picks were good, but. I mean I don't think anybody woke up Saturday morning expecting Lane Kiffen to be the, the picker. I yeah, thought that was Lane.
3: Th- there was part of me hoping that when they said it was going to be Lane that it was actually going to be Daniel Tosh cosplaying as Lane Kiffen which would we have been about that last which week. would have been hilarious. Yeah. Now, that struck me as and I could be way off and you know if somebody in marketing listens to this and tell me I'm wrong. That struck me as they had someone lined up that person had to back out for whatever reason, and it was, uh, Lane? Can, yeah. Can you do it? You know, because there's B. no way that was plan A. If that was plan A, that is that is a swing and a miss.
4: But Five, five years ago, Tosh was a lot more relevant, and that would have made a lot more sense. I, now, I mean, it's just not the same.
2: I, I've not had anybody specifically tell me this, but I've gotten little pieces of information that makes me believe this is what happened. All the way to the last minute, they were hoping that Katy Perry was going to jump on a jet and come in and then fly back home. And she didn't, and she made the video that they used instead. And there was apparently a Bachelor, like The Bachelor or something was here, but people thought that was going to be kind of lame. Yeah. Laying over The Bachelor guy, right.
3: no doubt. Yeah, That would have been that, terrible. There was,
2: there was another country music person that they didn't think was going to generate the buzz, and I don't know how much convincing they had to do, but Lane Kiffin spent, what, 45 minutes of the last hour of the show on set? I'm going to say he kind of looked at it as like a branding and recruiting opportunity. Probably. Well, he looks at everything as a branding opportunity. Yeah.
4: This guy yeah. says, hey, Dad, call me when MSU has an opportunity to even have a host. Well, I got your number right here, buddy, so I'll, I'll call you next year. All right.
2: Any other losers?
4: I just said at Auburn. I mean, they pay twenty-five million dollars to go seven and five, maybe seven and six with a bowl game. I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing at Auburn? Just gonna, you, need, you just need to accept the fact that my pro, my prognosis of your program is correct. Your continual four-loss program. You can have a year where you jump up and you win nine, ten games, and that'll be great. But this is what you are at this point. How many years in a row do we have to go through this? Sorry, Oklahoma.
3: It's a good choice. Mm -hmm. And now Lincoln Riley's kind of in a pickle, right? Benches Spencer Rattler, the incumbent starter, the second coming of Kyler Murray, who is blended with Patrick Mahomes, who's blended with Lamar Jackson. Just the greatest thing that's ever existed was Spencer Rattler, and then he starts playing like crap because he's way overrated. And then you bench him. For Caleb Williams, who plays really well against bad teams, and then at the first decent team he plays, he is uncomfortable, throws two interceptions. You bench him back for Rattler. What, what are you going to do now, moving forward? And then after the season ends, you got to play one next year.
2: Has uh, Rattler officially announced transfer portal? Or well, he just played. Rumored. So, yeah, I guess you don't play if you're in the transfer portal. No way.
3: So, uh, I mean, do you ride him for the rest of the season now that you've put him back in the game, or do you go back to this freshman that looked good against his first real competition? He's kind of in a pickle now as Lincoln Riley and the Big 12 is going to get left out of the playoff again, and we're headed towards, you know what we're headed towards? Ohio State, Cincinnati, Georgia, Alabama. That's what we're headed towards, and that will be the most boring even playoff in Alabama, the era. Even if Alabama loses in the SEC championship game. So, in that scenario... Ohio State would have beaten Michigan State this weekend and Michigan. They will be heavy favorites, heavy favorites in both of those games. Oklahoma has been ranked low going into tomorrow night to begin with. The committee has They're not respected them at all. Now they get a loss. Wake Forest isn't getting in over 2 loss Alabama. Notre Dame's not getting in over 2 loss Alabama. That's where that's where I am afraid this thing is headed. I'm, I hope I'm wrong. But that's where it feels like this is going.
2: I can handle it if that's what we get in the end because it was such a fun route to getting there. Maybe you get to the end and people are like, oh, it's the same teams, it's the same thing, it's broken. Well, yeah, it is broken. we got to get to the 12-team deal. And then be a whole lot more fun going into the playoff. But at least there's been intrigue throughout the year. And
4: again... Ole Miss fans, you, you forgot about you, Oregon, you be, though, Borky. They got Utah on the road this weekend. Okay. Ole Miss fans, you need to be cheering for Alabama in the SEC Championship game. A Winning out an Alabama win and an Ole Miss win out that you go to the Sugar
2: Bowl. Notre Dame might still sneak their way in. They could. They certainly could. Great win for Baylor, but they've got two losses on the year. I'm telling you, man. That, that's possibly where we're headed you have sent us many winners and losers we will get to them when we come back Sports Talk Mississippi
8: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 72. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 53. Your Tuesday rolls in with sunny skies, high near 76. Tuesday evening, mostly clear, low around 56. And for your Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 78. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha
13: outboard dealer in Brandon.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. The Senate subcommittee, tasked with deciding how to spend the billions that'll flow into Mississippi through the American Rescue Plan, we'll hear from several speakers today, including representatives from the Legislative Budget Office and the National Conference of State Legislatures. Senator John Polk, who chairs the committee, says they're already working with city and county governments.
7: Because the lieutenant governor is, is promoting a uh, grant
15: program that would match funds. For worthy infrastructure projects of counties and cities. $1.8 billion will be controlled by the legislature, and city and county governments will share in over $900 million. Mississippians received 40 million robocalls in October, averaging over 13 calls per person, or 15 calls made per second. Central District Public Service Commissioner Brent Bailey says you can fight back. Register on the no-call list. To find out what steps to take, visit supertalk.fm.
10: Mississippi's health care system has experienced many
0: challenges during the COVID pandemic, like the critical shortage of paramedics statewide. Here's Clyde DeChamp, EMS board representative to the Mississippi Health Alliance.
7: All of us at the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance recognize the impact that paramedics have in the early stabilization of medical emergencies. There's an urgent need for paramedics statewide and community colleges throughout Mississippi offer excellent paramedic training programs. If you want to be in a profession that offers the immediate satisfaction of helping people in critical situations, I urge you to consider becoming a paramedic. It's a dynamic, highly valued job, and as a paramedic, you could join the ranks of Mississippi's healthcare heroes, making a difference on the front lines of emergency care.
0: The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that
1: offer paramedic training. Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: There is a, uh, a young man who is from Oxford who was among the fans that was uh, holding signs up at game day. Some good ones, by the way. My favorite was the Colt C U L, and then the Texas A&M logo. That was good. (laughs) That was a good one. The uh, congratulations, mom, you're a grandmother. Something. It was. mm, It's tough.
3: He looks happy uh, about it, though. I mean, the the still shot has him smiling, so he's excited
2: about it. But, Borky, there's always a a need beer money with a Venmo account on the sign. (laughs) And you always look at those and you go, that's funny. Over $4,000 deposited into the Venmo account of that young man thanks to his need beer money sign on game day on Saturday.
4: Borky, we need to put some signs up with just our Twitter handles. Yes. Yeah, they
2: came from all over the country $2 here, $3 there, $4, $1, 50 cents. And apparently, there is a limit on the number of deposits that can go into your Venmo account. And so he had to move money from his Venmo account to a banking account so it could continue to come in. Borky's so mad right now. <laughs>
3: I'm just envious, mostly. No, the the best sign was Jumbo Fisher. I st- I'm still laughing thinking about that. This guy, I mean, the the Photoshop skills. Is there like a new building on yeah. campus where they make the like the the design quality of some of these signs were pretty good for a bunch of idiot college kids. But Jumbo Fisher still makes me laugh. If you guys didn't see it, guy took a big sign. And it all—all all he wrote in sharpie.
4: He doesn't really think this is funny, Warky. 2021, we're still body shaming here. I mean, what do we do? And he wrote Jumbo that's, that's Fisher, that
3: and and took pictures of Jimbo, just his face, what, you know, chest up, and photoshopped it to make him look like he was 300 pounds heavier than he currently is. It's,
4: it's hilarious, but it's so random. He's not fat. Like, no. what what brought that on? Just
3: photoshopped know. pictures just of wait, wait. Jimbo looking. Yeah. Like I, I was thinking this morning, as I was on my run with James, I, the, I just laughed. It was like Jumbo Fisher. Like, is perfect. Did you see a sign
2: that said, example of social distancing? It had the college football playoff trophy and the Texas A&M logo with a line in between it that said 82 years. That's right. double Georgia,
3: who has, Which, by the way, not won a national championship since
4: 1980. 41 wait. years ago. We got another one here. Nobody outside the cow barn gives a crap, and that's not what they meant to say, what you think about Kiffin and game day. Thanks, buddy. Talking about you? Oh, yeah. Mm. If I'm making you mad the Monday before Thanksgiving, this far out before Thanksgiving, wait till next week.
3: Let's let's make a declaration. It's Egg Bowl week. I know it's 10 days and it, double digits, all that stuff. Like It's not technically the week of when we're 10 days out, but... It's Egg Bowl week. I'm sorry, Clark Lee. Like I like like Clark (coughs) Lee. He's impressive to me when when you talk and you hear him. And I think, I mean, obviously he was very good as the DC at Notre Dame. Schematically, Notre Dame, excuse me, Vanderbilt does some nice things. They just don't have a single player that can execute to beat an SEC opponent. And Tennessee State, that's all you really have to say. These two games are just a rock in the road. Not a speed bump. They are a rock in the road that you will drive over on the way to the Egg Bowl. It is Egg Bowl week. Uh, Ole Miss could beat Vanderbilt with Luke Altmyer, and Mississippi State could beat Tennessee State with Brian Haydad playing quarterback.
4: Like, I don't think I could complete 78%.
3: These are we'll games where the entire bench should play, and you scheme to protect your players, and you just win, and you move on and get ready for Thursday. Good. That is the only resistance that they will apply. Talking yes. about and looking into Vanderbilt this week is a waste of all of our time. And Tennessee State, again, all all, you, all you need to say there. So
4: it's Egg Bowl week is what
2: you're telling me. It's Egg Bowl week now, yes.
10: Good.
2: All right. Write me down with all your, your anger. On the C Spire text line, Jeff and Oxford. Winner of the U.S. Men's National Team. Dos Cerro loser. Florida and Cousin, <laughs> Ellie, Eddie, I'm sorry, Dan Mullen. Ah, oh, well, you know. Oh. Uh, Let's see here. Winner, Texas Tech kicker, 62 yard game winning field goal. That was awesome. I don't think he thought it had enough. No. <laughs> and then he realized it went through and went bonkers. That thing was, that thing was shot out of a cannon. Uh, winner, Coach Prime. Team clinches what the Swack West coaching from a wheelchair? Yeah. Uh, I saw an Bobby. FCS
3: publication say that Jackson State is built to win a national title if they were to allow themselves to play in in the playoff.
4: Hmm. The, the transfer portal has put them in that position. And obviously having Deion Sanders is part of that. The biggest
2: Bobby reason. in Batesville, winner Richard Cross. He refrained from showing off his skills catching balls even college game day on site in Oxford in a huge crowd. Do you catch one? No, he said I refrained from. Oh.
3: Did you get it? Did you have a chance?
2: Uh, probably not. I had one that was coming right to me, but Mark Robinson batted it down on a two point conversion play with, uh, Jalen Weidermeyer wide open in the back of the end zone. I think he would have caught it before it got to me. <laughs> he tends to do that. He's was, a heck of a player. That was a big play for Mark Robinson. Uh, Let's see here. Winner. Whoever was in charge of the pregame light show at Ole Miss? I think that was a group effort. Paris Buchanan is uh, now over the marketing department at Ole Miss. And uh, there were a lot of people that signed up. They, <laughs> I don't know what the bill was to rent those 20 motorized spotlights. I-, I know what those things cost. They are not cheap. So for them to come in and use them... Uh, I I did say to someone, well, looks like you're going to have to buy some spotlights. He said, yep, sure are. uh, Let's see, winner, Auburn's clicking on all cylinders first half. Loser, Auburn's total collapse.
3: Yeah, that's, I mean, it it was incredible. You'll never see anything like that again. The, The second half comeback was incredible, and State's offense was just special, stupid special. Blowing a twenty eight to three lead you God. thought was only reserved for the Atlanta Falcons, but apparently not. To do that at
4: home. Yeah. God God forbid State ever get out to an early lead. What what's gonna happen then when State, you know, isn't behind in the first quarter? What's gonna be the score of that game?
2: Winners, Mississippi State basketball looking dominant so far, even without key players in the lineup. Getting like one back 0? today, right?
4: Yeah, our Wednesday, Rocket Watch should be back. Yeah, Rocket Watch will be back then. Yeah,
2: loser, Brian Haydad. He picked State to win the Egg Bowl on his podcast. Oh no! Thanks for the jinx. You have missed every Uh, game uh, this year. All right, there's two things. A, I have not missed
4: every game this year for Mississippi State. I have not. I picked them to. You picked them to
2: lose against Auburn. I did. I picked them to beat. You picked them to win against Arkansas. I picked them to Kentucky and Texas AM. I'm sorry, we're talking about what has happened in recent memory, which is like the Se- last two weeks you've been. Secondly, wrong. I secondly, heard you already picked them to be. I didn't yield the my Bowl. time to you, sir. This is yeah, my well,
4: time. Yeah? Well. Secondly I have been podcasting and doing this since 2013, and never, not once, have I picked Ole Miss to win the Egg Bowl. I will be deep in the cold, cold ground before I pick Ole Miss to win the Egg Bowl because they could be 11 or no, and they could be 0 and 11, and I'm not saying those words out loud.
2: So there's no jinx. Hey Borky, remember what I was describing? Earlier exactly. with regard to exactly. Some of those fans. I didn't. This I guy. don't think at the time you had him in mind, though. No, not specifically. I'm not saying it out loud. What I think and what I say out
4: loud are different things sometimes.
2: Winner, Laura Rutledge. I'm assuming this is for what she did for the young boy in Knoxville, who was was in tears because he wanted to see Tim Tebow and get him to sign the Tim Tebow children's book that the little boy had. And so what did Laura do? She kind of squatted down and got on his level and talked to him, pulled out her phone, FaceTime Tim Tebow, lets the little boy talk to Tim. Tim gets his address and says he's going to send him an autographed copy of the children's book. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah, you, you love to see it. Pretty good stuff. Somebody said, I heard Patrick Willis was supposed to be the guest picker, but something came up and he couldn't make it. I don't know. Maybe. Losers. Texas Longhorns. No elaboration. You don't need to elaborate. It literally needs nothing else. It's the Pam curse. Mm. So if state wins out, what bowl? Sorry, I'm just tuning in. We haven't gone down that road. Yet. I don't know if we're going to do bowl projections today. Maybe yeah, that might be a Tuesday. I, I thing. need to. Well, I need to see the. It needs to be a Wednesday
4: thing. I need to see the playoff rankings because I need to know where people are even today.
2: Hey, Dad, confirming the Egg Bowl is MSU's Super Bowl. That's what Ole Miss
4: said last year in the locker room. I remember them saying that. Fascinating.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. We will be right back.
5: Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you. In Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive Crossgates. Taking a look at your afternoon commute so far, a relatively smooth ride. No current reports of any accidents or major areas of congestion. If you run into any traffic problems, please contact your local law enforcement. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217
8: No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
7: Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957
14: This is Mississippi State Bulldog, Jake Mangum. Family is everything, on the field, at home, everywhere. When I step up to the plate, it means the world that my family is behind me every swing. That's why I love my Farm Bureau family. They've got my back no matter what. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance.
16: Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority.
5: Into to good things with me, Rebecca Turner, it's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson
1: 97.3. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: athletics world and what does this mean a report out of Coral Gables from just minutes ago the leadership at the University of Miami has announced that a change is coming to the athletics department according to Tim Reynolds of the Associated Press University of Miami has parted ways with their athletic director Blake James been there since 2013 in his role as athletics director he has hired both Mark Richt in 2016 and Manny Diaz in 2019. They've had one 10-win season that came in 2017. His leadership came into question when he did a secret media tour the day before the NC State game this season, causing a distraction for a team that was preparing for a big game. The clandestine move by James was an effort to separate himself from Manny Diaz, who he hired as the head coach within 12 hours of the job opening up. Um Diaz went on to win three games after James's stunt and friction grew between the football side of the athletic department and Blake James the AD. Now Miami's sitting at 5 and 5 and we'll see what this means. I think we know what this means. Yeah, I feel like we know what it means. It means no athletic director. They fired the guy that hired him, and now they're going to fire the head coach and let the new athletic director hire the new head coach? Yeah, you don't get to hire three football coaches if the first two failed. That's what that means. I agree. Not how it usually works. And there is a huge push among the Miami power brokers. How many Miami power brokers there are, how much sway they have, how much
3: money they have, I don't know. Well, they're going to need that that money in particular, if they're going they, to go get primary target one, yeah. which is Mario Cristobal. Want
2: do you, uh, Mario Cristobal back at Miami.
4: Do you think The Rock is one of those guys?
2: I would like to think that The Rock is he one of those guys. He has not a small amount of money, by the way.
4: That's a guy who, if he wanted to step in and, and make his uh, his opinion known, people would listen to him.
2: Somebody says it means that Manny Diaz will be the defensive coordinator at Florida, back with Dan for the third time. I like to picture him coming into the room. The Rock says we're going to get rid of Manny
4: Diaz. Just smell what the Rock is cooking.
2: Jason Columbus points out that we may be about to be looking at a coaching carousel season in which Southern Cal, LSU, Florida, and Miami are all open at the same time. Oh, by the way. University of Washington's open as well. Yeah. If I fired Jimmy open. Lake after 13 games. That's another guy. They that, uh, owe him $9.9 million.
4: That's another guy Mullen should call if Diaz, if you don't want to go down the Diaz route
2: again. Yeah.
3: That Lake thing, thing is for? crazy. I mean, yeah. everybody's real soft nowadays where when he slaps his own player on the helmet, he gets suspended and, oh, it's so terrible. How can you do that? Uh, when the player was instigating a fight, slapped him on the again the helmet to get his attention. But thirteen games, he completed one season and won his division in that one season. Couldn't play in the championship game because of COVID. He has yet and will not
4: play his rival a single time. Yeah, and he's gone. Same with same with Washington State's coach Rolovich Never played a. Uh... An, an apple cup, either. By the way, oh, yeah. the real winner today is—I I don't know who it was—but somebody on the text line when we were talking about the Our Lady of the Lake and the deer said a lot of bucks have gone through that uh, hospital. You're the real winner today.
2: Well played, well played. We, that's the joke hey, we all should have been trying to make. And and you know, here in terms of winners, if you're a sitting head coach that is successful enough that you are attractive. Congratulations, you're about to get a raise. A bunch of you are about to get raises, one way or the other. If you're a sitting head coach and you go take one of these jobs, it's open. Southern Cal, Miami, Washington, LSU, Florida maybe, probably not, but maybe.
4: If James Franklin
2: takes a job, Penn State becomes open along the way. I mean, a lot of big jobs. So if you leave your job for any of those jobs you're getting a raise. If your name becomes associated with those jobs, then you're getting a raise, even if you don't go get that job. Lane Kiffin, he's getting a raise this year. Oh, a fat one. One way or the other. One way or the other, Lane Kiffin is making somewhere between 6 and $7 million, at least, in Oxford next year. Or somewhere else. But if he stays in Oxford, he's making at least in the six to seven million range, if not
3: more. You're forgetting to name the one person that's getting the best raise of them all,
2: Jimmy, Jimmy? Sexton. Jimmy Sexton, yeah, it's, yeah. it, it's going to be good for him. These are all his clients that you've named. Hey, Mike Leach gets a raise after this year.
4: Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll Make it just five mil his... a year. He's already at five. So,
2: That's what I said. He's making five mil a year.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll 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 give him a, uh, a couple more years and re-up him.
2: Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Five o'clock hours coming up. College football fix. We'll circle back to Mississippi State's comeback at Auburn. We'll go back to Ole Miss's win against Texas A and M. Southern Miss played hard on Saturday night. Came up short, but played maybe their best game in the conference this year. We'll be back.
12: Home for all his sports. This is the American at Forage Super Talk. Super Powered by
11: retreat professionals at Forage Street Process. ExoWorld345.com. I'm Steve Frappaport. President Biden signing a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill into law. The president telling Americans the legislation proves bipartisanship is still alive.
17: I know you're tired of the bickering in Washington, frustrated by the negativity. And you just want us to use and focus on your needs, your concerns, and the conversations are taking place at your kitchen table.
11: Lawmakers from both sides of the aisle attended the signing ceremony. A judge approves a settlement between Boeing and the families of 157 people killed on board a 737 MAX jet that crashed in Ethiopia.
5: A specific amount wasn't released, but the deal says Boeing will admit its liability and the families won't ask for punitive damages. Boeing has said they will make sure all families are fully and fairly compensated. Boeing's already settled with the Justice Department and several families over a similar crash in Indonesia.
11: Fox's Jessica Rosenthal, America is listening to Fox News.
7: available along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's and the second generation.
8: Tico's Steakhouse, East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030.
6: Have Smith Marine winterize your boat so it's done right. See the 2022 best pontoons with great Suzuki outboard warranties. Come see the pros at Smith Marine. 149 Harbor Drive on the Res by Main
7: Harbor Marina in Ridgeland.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. While money will start coming into Mississippi through the federal infrastructure package, sometimes the red tape can slow down the distribution. State Senator Nicole Atkins Boyd knows this all too well. We had projects we were very fortunate to get funded um, two years ago and those agreements are kind of just getting done now and in that process. So the legislature is pushing to break up that bureaucracy, I can tell you. The Supreme Court will hear a case on the constitutionality of Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban December 1st. Former U.S. Attorney Mike Hurst thinks the court will follow the letter of the Constitution.
13: And I think we have an Attorney General who has put together a brief and an argument that really stands for what the Constitution says and yeah. not what a couple of judges on the Supreme Court from 50 years ago said it is
15: pro-choice advocates are concerned that the conservative majority on the court could overturn roe versus wade i'm kelly bennett my son is not some statistic my daughter's not a headline my girl she's not someone's agenda what he what she is is irreplaceable covid hospitalizations of young people have tripled since the start of summer so I talked to my daughter's doctor about COVID vaccines.
11: And
5: she said they're highly effective in preventing hospitalizations and deaths,
15: even from the Delta variant.
5: We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
9: A message from professional linebacker in native Mississippian
15: DeMario Davis.
6: Coming up in Mississippi, I learned the Mississippi way. To be strong and serve one another. I remember fighting through the north.
14: I remember the struggle. Getting stronger to support my team, that's
6: the Mississippi way. That's why Mississippians are getting the COVID-19 vaccine, to
15: protect ourselves and the ones we love. Learn more at MSWay.com. Nearly one in four Americans worked in a remote or hybrid setting during the pandemic and close to half of them would be open to having 5% of their pay slash to continue to do so. Fox's Hillary Barsky has that story. And about
9: 25% say they would quit their jobs if they couldn't work remotely, while 70% say they found attending virtual meetings far less stressful than being in an office. Those are just some of the findings in the State of Remote Work poll of more than 2,000 full-time workers.
15: On average, we lose seven military and veterans to suicide in Mississippi every day. Veterans Affairs Director Stacy Pickering says it's an epidemic.
13: But the good news is nationally last year, that number went down from 20 to 17 a day among the veteran community. So we're seeing some progress.
15: If you're a veteran in crisis or concerned about one, confidential support is available 24 seven through the Veterans Crisis Line, 1-800-273-8255. I'm Kelly Bennett. At Pearl River Resort Casino, we're keeping it real safe for our
5: employees and guests. Electrostatic spray.
13: com.
11: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro
18: Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices plus exclusive interviews. Weekday afternoons starting at 3 on SuperTalk.fm. The Super Talk Mississippi app and always live on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
2: Mississippi is brought to you in part by M-Trade Park. The spring season is loaded on their website at mtradepark.com. Tons of big stuff coming up with baseball, fast pitch, and soccer tournaments. All season has come to an end, but we know that you are in the planning stages for your spring season, whether it's for a baseball team, a fast pitch team, or a soccer team. So visit mtradepark.com. That's mtradepark.com. Some upgrades going on in the offseason. A couple of more fields getting the synthetic turf infield. So all of the baseball and fast-pitch fields will be synthetic turf infields with grass outfields. You don't want to miss out this spring at mtradepark.com. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad with you. Coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios we told you about the sports book at Timeout Lounge. Don't forget about Dancing Rabbit Golf Club right across the street from the Golden Moon Casino. Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, one of the great golf clubs that you will find in the Southeast. You can visit them online at DancingRabbitGolf.com to make a reservation, book a tee time, contact them about uh, perhaps having a golf outing for a, a big group. Maybe you can stay right there uh, on the property at Dancing Rabbit and have a great time. One of the top 100 courses that you can play, Golf Magazine previously ranked at 33rd in America, Dancing Rabbit Golf Club at the Pearl River Resort. Time right now for the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to BuyFordNow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. 44 years, that's how long the F-150 has been the number one selling truck in America. Test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. I love this. Okay, this on the ceasefire text line. Okay, I'm here now. Let the regurgitation begin. Thanks in advance. So what did you miss in the first couple of hours of the show? Well, we won't recap winners and losers necessarily, but we will both go back to the Plains. We will go back to Vault hemingway Stadium. Mississippi State, for the second time this year, has set a school record for the largest come-from-behind victory ever. They did it in Week 1. Wasn't it Week 1 against Louisiana Tech? It was. Trailed by 23. 20- Three in that game? 20. Or is it 20? Hmm? Trailed by 20. So Mississippi State, prior to this year, had never come back from a deficit of 20 points. It did that on opening The old record was day.
4: 16.
2: Ooh. Yeah. Really?
3: Yeah. Hmm. Two ways to look at that. You never come back, or you're never down by that
4: much. I can guarantee you. <laughs> Historically speaking, <laughs> I've been to many games where... They were down that much.
2: Uh, but now not only have they broken the record once, they've broken the record twice, and they've done it by a total of nine points this year. A 25-point deficit. Auburn led 14-3, to and then they led 21-3, to and then they led 28-3. to And Mississippi State fans were looking for something else to do with their Saturday afternoon. And then Bulldogs scored a touchdown late in the first half to make it 28-10. to And then Auburn... Kind of got driven back and missed a field goal. So it was 28-10 to at the half, and Mississippi State scored its opening possession in the second half to make it 28-17. Then they scored again and missed a two-point conversion. It was 28-23. Then they scored again and missed another two-point conversion. It was 29-28, and then the route was on. Auburn got themselves a little bit of a garbage touchdown late. Didn't matter. Bulldogs victorious, down 25, a 40-point unanswered run in the game. Wow, yeah. I mean, wow,
4: yeah. Also, I enjoyed a two-pound ribeye during this game, so I want to I want to point that out. Too. Um, a two-pound, yeah. I went, to, I went to my butcher. I mean, we talked about it the other day. I think I couldn't find a tomahawk, but they had a a two and a half pound cowboy ribeye sitting there. I was like, I'll take it. it was quite. And a, you ate all of it. I ate the whole thing. There was nothing left but the bones. Sort of so like there was something like lunch. a I keep trying to segue. steak. I keep trying to segue. Well, two pounds would be thirty-two ounces. So yeah.
2: Yeah, I understand. But you said it was a two and a half pound. Yeah, but the bones were probably a good. Okay. Extent. So you knocked back a thirty-two-ounce steak for lunch. Didn't eat dinner. I'm so jealous. Yeah, you should be. It was really good. What'd you have for lunch on Saturday, Borgie? <laughs> <laughs> not that. Not,
4: not, not that. So. Well, I wasn't the only one eating on Saturday. I'm gonna make this damn segue. Let me have it. Carry Mississippi on. Mississippi State was eating as well, and especially in the second half. We already went through the drive chart where they just kept, they just kept going and going and going. And so, a tremendous comeback for Mississippi State. And, and like we said earlier in the show, it's a season-defining win. Now you are going to be at worst seven and five. You have an outstanding chance to be eight and four, and to go to a top. Notch bowl game,
3: and everybody returning on offense anyway.
4: Oh, you mean for next year? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, outside of Charles Cross, which is a huge loss, you know, going to be a top ten pick in April. But the whole skill position crew is pretty much coming back.
3: We got to talk to Cole Kubelik between now and then because. That game-within-the-game matchup between Charles Cross and Sam Williams is going to be something that if you can focus on, you should focus on. Those are two well, guys that will be playing on Sundays I don't next think we'll
4: year. get that matchup, though. I think No, I think be, you're
2: going to see Sam Williams lined yeah. up on the opposite end if against Lashley. DJ Durkin do it has an right? ounce
4: of common sense, DJ Durkin will put him out there on oh, Scott Lashley. Come on, we'll get it some, right? We got Which I Robbins mean, has
2: done a pretty good job on the opposite
4: side. Yeah. Yeah, but whoever's crosses God is getting erased. It's just who. It, but I, I would be amazed if Sam Williams lined up on cross. I just more want to a see it. Of plays.
3: I want to see it. Yeah, uh, Robinson's accent is jarring. By the way, you see this six foot seven, two hundred eighty five pound supreme lean athlete, and you get this very like light pitched, very nice Canadian accent. It's not what you'd expect coming out of a guy his size
2: no it's uh it's not let's look at some of the numbers from uh from that game for Mississippi State. We talked earlier about will rogers and and should give them to you again because they're staggering 44, 55, 415 yards, six touchdowns and no interceptions that is a that's a really good game. but I think the receiving numbers are more impressive. There was not a single 415 yards passing, not a single 100 yard receiver in the game. Makai Polk had eight catches for 61 yards and two touchdowns. Jaden Wally right. had seven catches for 87 yards. Uh, Marks had seven catches for forty six yards. Malik Heath, five catches for seventy four yards and a touchdown. Austin Williams, four catches, forty four yards. Dylan Johnson, four catches, forty yards and a touchdown. Jameer Calvin, four catches, 20 yards, two touchdowns. rah Thomas, kind of been the hero the last couple of weeks. He's been getting mm-hmm. in the end zone. No trips to the end zone. He did have two catches in the game for 22 yards. Got knocked out, out of the game Ford. in the
4: third quarter. Say what? He got knocked out of the game in the third quarter, had a, had a ah. leg injury.
2: Christian Ford, two catches, 22 yards. J.J. Jernigan had one catch for 15 yards in the game. It's yeah. a lot of guys involved in the passing game. Yeah, and Makai Polk.
4: There was an article that uh, Bruce Hellman of the Athletic tweeted out, it was a, or they had written earlier this year, of impact transfers. They listed 100 guys. Makai Polk, not on the list of 100 guys. He's just leading the SEC in catches right now.
13: Yeah.
2: Bo Nix actually had a pretty good game for Auburn, at least in the first half. 27-41, 377 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He played well in the first half, not so much in the second half. Mississippi State's defense gets a lot of credit. And apparently played the last three series with a broken ankle. Had surgery today. He's out for the rest of the year. Whew. That's tough. Don't know that that makes a difference. Maybe it makes a little bit of a difference, but regardless. Mississippi State, a remarkably entertaining performance on Saturday.
4: Yeah. It really was something to watch. Just.
2: And like I said, you
4: know, with comebacks, there's usually a play where you can just sort of point to it and say, okay, that's where everything started to turn around. I don't know where that was for State. I mean, I don't know if it was the the stuff that happened before halftime, scoring or maybe holding Auburn from not scoring, uh, coming out immediately and scoring on your first drive of the second half. Maybe it's the block field goal. Maybe it's snuffing out the fake punt. There's a lot of options here, but something happened in that game where it went from Auburn couldn't be stopped to Mississippi State couldn't be stopped. And that's, that's how the game went.
3: Also, worth noting, I don't think we've brought it up today, look at their penalty numbers. State was ranked going into this game into the 120s in penalties committed per game, and that didn't affect them at all. What was it, five, I think? Five
2: penalties in the game? Something like that, yeah. Which is half their season average. How about Mississippi State, who was 125 nationally in penalties going into their game? Only five penalties? Ole Miss, who was 130 out of 130 teams nationally going into their game on Saturday, only six penalties for Ole Miss on Saturday night. Six penalties is an accomplishment for that team. It really is. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at Supertalk.fm. We'll talk more about Ole Miss and Texas A and M when we come back with you on this Monday.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center, with two locations to serve you. In Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Taking a look at your afternoon commute so far, a relatively smooth ride. No current reports of any accidents or major areas of congestion. If you run into any traffic problems, please contact your local law enforcement. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
6: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gleickstead or online at binnelson.com.
18: You want it. You need it.
0: Here's how you get it. Miss Kelly's Veterans Day Sale. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, save up to $500 plus 60 months financing. You
10: want it, you need it, get it now. From our huge selection of in stock inventory, big discounts, no down payment and no waiting. Four days only at
1: all Miss Kelly's locations.
9: A complete flight source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We're taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned
17: business. Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from Britain's Jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John Albrighton. At All Britons, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell. Whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary, you can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen All Britons as their diamond store.
7: Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays
1: with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Opening drive of the game on Saturday night in Oxford Old Miss went 58 yards and nine plays. Took two minutes, kicked a field goal to take a three to nothing lead. Later in the first quarter, touchdown pass Matt Corral to Dontario Drummond from two yards out. 14 plays, 94 yards and 405 to make it 10 nothing. Hayden Costa kicked a 32 yard field goal after a nine play, 75 yard drive to make it 13 to nothing. And the Rebels got a safety with four minutes left in the second quarter. 15 to nothing was the halftime score. But guys, if we're being honest, everybody that was cheering for Ole Miss and even those people that were just watching the game absolutely walked out of that first half going, man, they left some points on the field. At bare minimum, it should have been 22 to nothing. Probably 25 and maybe 29 to nothing at the half. But the Rebels couldn't stick it in from inside the yard one line first and goal. I'm sorry, the one yard line when they had it first and goal after a Texas A&M penalty that made it half the distance to the goal. And Matt Corral had a fumble that pushed them back and they tried a fake field goal and that didn't work. Just a lot of missed opportunities in the first half and frankly there were a lot of people, my text messages including who thought that that was going to come back and bite Ole Miss in the second half. And it got to a point where you thought, maybe it is going to. Texas A&M came out, drove it down, kicked a field goal to make it 15-3. to And then on their next drive, they had a 24-yard touchdown run, got the running game going a little bit with uh, A-Chain taking it in from 24 yards out to make it 15-10. to And then they kicked another field goal early in the fourth quarter to make it 15-13. And folks were like, uh-oh. And then... You got back to back massive plays by Ashanti Sistrum. He batted a ball into the air on first down, and then on second down, drop back into coverage and just kind of ripped it away. Ball tipped into the air. He grabs it, gets possession. They end up tied up on the ground. Ole Miss gets the interception. Two plays later, Snoop Connor goes into the end zone to make it twenty-two to thirteen. And then on the next drive, Zach Calzada tries to throw a deep ball. It's intercepted by A.J. Finley. He takes it 52 yards to the house, and everybody was able to exhale. Stop the presses. It was Ole Miss's defense that won that game on Saturday night in Oxford. As we said earlier, that new audience and whatnot,
3: they were physically dominant. They controlled the line of scrimmage. The three-man front with just two linebackers controlled the line of scrimmage and the point of attack for the vast majority of the game, save a couple of drives where A-Chain was able to break a couple of long runs. Otherwise, it's non-effective. I mean, what we thought going into the season was the best running back in the SEC had 41 yards on 15 carries in that game. That, that from an Ole Miss defense, is, is shocking. You mentioned the fake punt, choosing to go for it in the red zone, stuff like that. I am curious. The fake field goal, excuse me. And yep. not taking the points. With the, the punter points. carrying it. <laughs> right. They were, what, four of six in the red zone, just two touchdowns. Not a good day play calling and executing inside the red zone. But there were a couple of times where uh, debating this is uh, feels a little silly now because they are who they're going to be under Lane Kiffin. They're going to go for it on fourth down. They're just going to. They're going to mm-hmm. do it. Scream about it at the top of your lungs. It doesn't matter. They're going to do it. However... In a game like that, where your defense is playing as well as they are, doesn't that creep into your mind a little bit? I know it's your identity and it's what you do, and you could have really put them away if you did execute, but when you're not giving up a lot of points, three is more valuable than three usually is. You didn't, in this game, have to maximize your scoring probability on every possession because your opponent was not maximizing theirs on every possession. I was thinking about that watching the game as... You know, this isn't Arkansas. Arkansas was scoring on you at will. You had to go for it on fourth down there. You had to go for it on fourth down in Tuscaloosa because three wasn't winning you that game. You had to maximize every drive. But in this one, AM wasn't scoring on you. You were owning them. So take the points. And if you take the points, it, it never gets dicey at any point if you do that then because of how good your defense is playing. Instead... You were bad in the run zone, didn't take points when offered to you, and there was a point in that game where you felt like they were about to lose it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I think you answered your question with where it started. But... And and, and by answering your question with where it started, I mean, they're going to go for it on fourth down. Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss staff believe in analytics. They trust that process and they use it but i would argue that play calling in the second half leads you to believe that lane kiffin along with dj durkin and chris partridge really believe that their defense could continue to play at a pretty high level because they called a conservative second half in that game they did not push the ball down into the middle of the field They didn't take a bunch of shots. They took one shot that I remember in the second half. It was on kind of a wheel route to Braylon Sanders. He tried to dive for it, kind of come underneath the corner to make the catch and wasn't able to haul it in. Texas A&M's corners were good. They were getting some pressure. I I think, I don't know this, but Borky, I think, and you guys tell me if you think I'm crazy on this. I think the Ole Miss staff believed that Texas A&M's defensive line was getting more pressure And if they ran routes that were longer-developing routes across the middle of the field, that the mobility limitations that Matt Corral had were going to potentially lead to plays that they didn't want to deal with, whether it was sacks or pressures or fumbles. Corral put it on the ground a couple of times. And here's the other thing. I asked Lane Kiffin about it after the game. And he said, look, he said, Matt didn't have his best day throwing the football. And, And I think most would agree with that. But part of the reason they think that is the case, he basically hasn't practiced for the last three weeks. He's been extremely limited in practice time because they've just been trying to get him well enough to get to game day. And I think that has some to do with maybe a little bit of timing being off, especially on downfield throws. So, you know, make make of that what you will. But it's a. I hear what you're saying,
3: Borky. It's also nitpicking too. They beat the number eleven team in the country, who had won four straight, including a win over Alabama by ten points at home. I mean,
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, there that were happened. people that were complaining about the offense and points left on the field after the game. If you were, com- if you're an Ole Miss fan, and you were complaining after that. You should probably just go find something else to do with your time. Because there's not anything that can ever make you happy. It's just not.
3: There is concern. It's fair to be concerned about second-half offense. Now, the Liberty game was a lot of they were protecting their quarterback. Just don't go get hurt, Matt, and let's go play next week. But second half against Auburn. Couldn't move the football. Really banged up, no wide receivers, but still couldn't score. Second half of Liberty, didn't score. Second half here, really struggled. After putting up 400 yards of offense in the first half, you only had 100 in the second. Something's up there, and they've got to fix it, and luckily they get a a preseason game this weekend to get ready for the Egg Bowl to do it.
2: Yeah. What's Mississippi State going to do on Saturday against Tennessee State.
4: You know, you you got to feel like playing an FCS team that Rodgers will get the start and he'll play and an a predetermined amount of time and then it'll they'll turn it over to to the to the reserves. I mean, the more the the bigger question for me is you know, is Sawyer Robertson finally going to play? Are you finally going to see him? Are you finally going to see Teddy Knox? Um Antonio Harmon has been practicing. He was injured early in the year, but are you finally going to see maybe a player like him, or you're probably going to see Katravian Hargrove, the four-star running back from last year. I don't know the answers to the questions, but I, I would expect to see some of these guys. Especially, I, this has got, Robertson needs a little game time. Just I would expect to see him in this game.
2: So you think that if they pull Will Rogers from the game, it's to get a look at Sawyer Robertson, not just uh, to hand the ball to Chance Levertage?
4: I, I think they'll they'll start to Levertage, but by the, the third or fourth quarter, they might have gone to one of the freshmen. But we'll see.
2: Hey, Dad, I'll give you the
4: final word. You might word. see four quarterbacks
2: in this one. Could see Greek, yeah. Maybe. Final word on Saturday on the plains for Mississippi State. Season defining. I mean, I'm sorry, that's two words, but
4: State needed a win like that. You know, if they were five, well, they would be five and five playing this game, and you're six and five, and you're like, ah, if I going to go six and six. But instead, now. You have a lot of optimism that you can beat Ole Miss and finish with eight wins in Mike Leach's second year, and you feel like going forward with Will Rogers and this group of receivers, you're going to be
2: good going forward. Ole Miss sitting at eight and two, probably going to beat Vanderbilt to be nine and two going into the Egg Bowl. Mississippi State sitting at six and four, going to be seven and four going into the Egg Bowl. Stakes are going to be high on Thanksgiving night in the Magnolia State. We'll be right back.
8: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions, high near 72. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 53. Your Tuesday rolls in with sunny skies, high near 76. Tuesday evening, mostly clear, low around 56. And for your Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 78. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates
0: and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service.
8: Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. and a winkle troubles down
12: the drain. Roto-Rooter.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at capitaldentalinc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive.
7: This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. We're located in Gladstone, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. Our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's fresh-cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Callaway's Bloodstat on Callaway's. Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Calloway's is,
15: Calloway's
18: is.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. While money will start coming into Mississippi through the federal infrastructure package, sometimes the bread tape can slow down the distribution. State Senator Nicole Atkins Boyd knows this all too well. We had projects we were very fortunate to get funded um, two years ago, and those agreements are kind of just getting done now and in that process. So the legislature is pushing to break up that bureaucracy, I can tell you. The Supreme Court will hear a case on the Constitution, Constitutionality of Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban December 1st, former U.S. Attorney Mike Hurst thinks the court will follow the letter of the Constitution.
13: And I think we have an attorney general who has put together a brief and an argument that really stands for what the Constitution says and yeah. not what a couple of judges on the Supreme Court from 50 years ago said it is.
15: Pro-choice advocates are concerned that the conservative majority on the court could overturn Roe versus Wade. I'm Kelly Bennett.
2: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's.
16: As you give thanks this holiday season, remember those whose hard work helped make your gathering possible. From the roof over your head to the food on your table, like the turkey, sweet potato casserole, cream corn, and delicious pecan pie. Our Mississippi farmers deserve a collective thank you. May God bless our farmers across the state with a bountiful harvest and your family this holiday season. This message is brought to you by the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation and Farm Families of Mississippi.
2: I didn't go and I didn't listen to Lane Kiffin's press conference tonight, but I was reading through the transcript. I don't know exactly what the context of the question was, maybe asking if they were going to honor Matt Corral on senior night. His response, no idea how senior night will be handled. I'm working on plays that will work in the red zone. (laughs) Fair enough. That's uh, that's pretty on brand.
3: Yeah. uh, Even if they don't, quote, honor him,
2: it's senior night. Because he won't be back. That is correct. In fact, somebody texted us earlier today. What what if Matt Corral came back? I know, what yeah, if well, it's in baseball. No. You're not you're not turning around first
3: round, first turning down first round pick money or anything in football. No.
2: Nope. Too many variables. Especially football. at that position. Injury chief among them. So Bounce around the rest of the SEC from this past weekend. You know there was some there was some ho hum that was out there, but there was also some pretty interesting stuff. You uh, you got the day started with Alabama. They gave up a field goal early, and then uh, they were okay after that. They covered the first half number. They covered the overall number. Fifty nine to three was the final. Uh, Bryce Young throws for five touchdowns in the game. Brian Robinson has a couple of rushing touchdowns. They did have a couple of injuries that were of significance in the game. Jojo Earl, their punt return guy, young receiver, or maybe he's running back, whatever. He got banged up. There's one more, uh, offensive player that, uh, is out for, uh, extended period of time, according to, uh, to Nick Saban. So Alabama, they've got Arkansas this weekend. And that's not, what Alabama normally has going into the Iron Bowl? At least I don't feel like that's normally the case. Does Alabama normally yeah. have a conference game the week before the it's Iron
4: Bowl? It's the, normally they would flip this, and they would be playing New Mexico or New Mexico State or wherever they played this weekend and Arkansas the week before that.
2: Yeah, okay. Um, what would you think about Georgia and Tennessee? Tennessee was up 10-7 to 7 at the end of the first quarter. And then Georgia, as they do, kind of stepped on the gas before halftime. They led twenty-four to ten at the break and outscored Tennessee seventeen to seven in the second half. Tennessee had a good plan, great plan.
4: The, the script was good. They don't have everything the after that was. What what is it? Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Well, Georgia has no problem punching you in the mouth. They'll do it a few times a game.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: I
3: don't I I mean that was George's most difficult challenge this year and they answered it extremely well by the way. Going on the road and playing like that, it's a big plus. I'm still curious. I'm not sold on George the way other people are. I have heard, "Oh, it's inevitable. They're winning the national championship. They are clearly far and away better than everybody else and nobody can challenge them." I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not going to try Ohio to tell you.
2: State looks good right now.
3: Uh, yeah, and like I told you a few weeks ago, when he was at plus like 1,700, C.J. Stroud for Heisman. There you go. That's probably going to be your winner, especially after beating Michigan State and Michigan in back-to-back weeks here soon. But they haven't seen Georgia, being they haven't seen a team with the talent that they will in the SEC Championship, or if they happen to meet in Ohio State in the college football playoff. Joke, joking aside about Ohio State and how bad their defense is and the Big Ten and whatever, they've got a quarterback that's now playing at an extremely high level. They have two NFL-caliber running backs, five offensive linemen that will play at the next level, and at least three receivers that will play at the next level. I mean, that is as talented of a team as they will see this year, and they haven't seen one like that yet. They are gettable by somebody, I think.
2: Tennessee just didn't have the horses to do it. But I think your point's a good one. I mean, we all look at Georgia's offense, I'm sorry, Georgia's defense, and just kind of, you know, all at their offense. I'm not saying that Ohio State couldn't beat them. I mean, We saw what Ohio State did to Alabama in the, uh, in the playoff, what, the, the first playoff we had when they just kind of boat raced Alabama and just ran past them. Nobody saw that coming. But the flip side, Borky, of your argument is Georgia far and away will be the best defense that Ohio State has seen this year. Oh, ten times over. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Ohio State will score some points if they were to meet Georgia. But I don't think they're going to shut down Georgia's offense either. Stetson Bennett's been really efficient. He's fast. They've got two or three really good running backs. They throw it effectively enough. We'll see. That could be a fun matchup if we get that in the playoffs. Arkansas 16-13 over LSU in extra time. Nussmeyer throws a costly interception for LSU. Arkansas kicks a field goal to win it. I, I, I said this last week. I'm going to say it again. Ed Ogeron deserves a lot of credit. There are a lot of reasons that LSU should have just mailed it in. And they have absolutely not mailed it in. They have continued to play hard. They have a roster that is depleted because of injuries. They've got a lame duck head coach. And yet they keep on playing hard. That's a good win for Arkansas because the Razorbacks are now sitting at 7. they got Alabama this week, and then they've got, what, Missouri to close it out. Arkansas probably is going 8-4. and Yeah. And for a team that hasn't been to a bowl game since 2016, that's fantastic.
4: When you see what he's done there, is there any thought to throwing a boatload of money to Sam Pittman? That was the worst team, not only in the conference, but one of the worst teams in America two years ago.
2: I've seen that suggested. I think you would be wasting your time. I think Arkansas will continue to compensate him well. And I think legitimately when Sam Pittman says he's where he wants to be, he is where he wants to be. and that's uh that's pretty cool. Florida 70 to 52 over Samford 464 yards passing six touchdowns for Emory Jones but the story is not Florida scoring 70 it's giving up 52 to Samford and trailing what 45-38 at the half. That was a terrible performance by Florida. Terrible.
3: Was a four and five Samford team, by the way.
4: Yeah, this wasn't even like a great FCS team. Wasn't James Madison bad. rolling in? No, there's there's bad, but and then, I mean, you give up fifty two points after you fired your defensive coordinator. Maybe he wasn't the problem. I don't know. You guys ready for this? Tennessee Chattanooga, the Mocs,
3: beat Samford fifty five to thirteen. And that team put up 52 points in the swamp. Missouri beat South Carolina 31-28. I was a little surprised by that. South Carolina was getting beat badly for most of that game. Came back
2: late. Scored 14 in the fourth quarter. They were down 17-14 at the half. Then they were down 21-14. Were they down 28-14 and then ripped off 14 unanswered? Is that right? I believe that's right, yes. Tyler Beatty had a big day. 209 yards rushing on 34 carries. It was his third 200-yard rushing game of the season. And Kentucky beat Vanderbilt 34-17. I mean, you you want to talk about ho-hum. Whew, that was ho-hum. Vanderbilt falls to 2-8 and eight on, on on the year. They're winless in the SEC. Kentucky is 7-3. and three. They are 5-3 and three in conference play. Remaining for Kentucky... New Mexico State, who is awful, that will be a win, and then they will play Louisville, who is five and five. I think is that right? Yeah, yeah they're they five had a and win five. They won this
4: weekend. They boat race Syracuse this weekend. Just punished them. Yeah, they did. So, but Kentucky is set to be nine and three and have an opportunity for Citrus or Outback, one of the two.
2: Maybe I'm not chalking up a win for them against Louisville. I'm not, but they'll be favored. Yeah, no doubt. They're better. They're better than Louisville is. Yeah. I think Louisville's got a dangerous quarterback, although did he get hurt at the end of the game? I believe he did. I don't know how serious. So those were the results from uh, from around the SEC. It was a fun weekend of college football. Michigan-Penn State, fun game. Michigan wins that one, 21-17. baylor Kicks a field goal late to make it 27-14. Style points matter, I suppose. Huge game this Saturday night in the Pac-12 with Oregon going to Utah. That could, Utah football team. That could end their prospects at the playoff right there.
4: Yep. They need yep. that win badly. Utah is a team that loves to play spoiler, too. Loves it.
2: Ohio State beat Purdue 59-31. Michigan State 40-21 over Maryland. Notre Dame won relatively low-scoring game, 28-3 over Virginia. Fun game, uh, Wake Forest. I think it was uh, biggest student crowd ever and like, the third-largest crowd in stadium history. 45-42 over NC State. Oklahoma State just quietly, quietly, quietly creeping along with only one loss on the year. They beat TCU 63-17. And Oregon beat Washington State. Pretty good running game for Oregon late on Saturday night. That's what happened in the SEC and around the top 25. We'll wrap it up next.
5: Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive Crossgates. Plan for delays in Hines County. The right lane blocked due to a crash I 20 westbound just past the US 80 East Clinton Raymond Road exit, exit 35. This traffic has been brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, voted the best credit union by Mississippi Business Journal. Go see them today for your auto and home load needs, as well as free checking and fast, easy mobile banking. River Trust Federal Credit Union.
14: Back to living your best life. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com COVID.
8: No drip roofing and construction, the name says it all. All types of roofing and construction, your certified Certainteed shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No drip roofing and construction, 601-371-1051.
16: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience
3: Monday through Saturday,
16: Go beyond the headlines
1: on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 here on Super Talk Mississippi.
12: What is going on here?
1: Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. It's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Eight seven nine four three nine five. Aren't the Connerly Trophy ballots due by the twenty fourth? I don't know the answer to that. Can find out and find out when they're due. Usually those are post Egg mole, but uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, Jason says Oregon goes to Utah this weekend and is very likely to play them again in the Pac twelve Championship Game. Oregon's got a job coming up the next couple of weeks. Has anybody referenced how Samford gave State trouble in 2016? Do they just prepare well for Dan Mullen? It's true.
4: Samford uh, gave MSU all they wanted in 2016. Really weird game.
2: Let's see here. Uh, I'm behind because I'm listing online and just tuned in. The winner between State and Ole Miss finishes second in the West. Would Ole Miss still get a better bowl if State finishes second in the West? He says, Arkansas loses to Bama. State beats Ole Miss, finishes second with a tiebreaker and five wins against ranked teams. What could have been LOL? I've seen a lot uh, the of the could be 9-1, and one, should be 9-1 and one today. Yeah, but, I mean, it,
12: it,
4: there's a million sayings for that. Uh, the answer to the first part of the question, though, I, I just don't know. i got to see where. If, if State is unranked in tomorrow's college football playoff poll, it's gonna be tough, even with a win in the Egg Bowl, to get ahead of Ole Miss in terms of ranking. So yeah. Well, they do have head to head over Kentucky, but don't forget Kentucky can get to well, nine and three. Exactly, and they have head to head over AM, and but A and M can get to,
2: to nine and three. I mean, it's, it's just gonna be tough. Eight well, but but the college football playoff ranking only matters in terms of access bowls.
4: Right, right. Which that's what I think people are trying to get to because if Alabama were to beat Georgia, who's gonna go to the Sugar Bowl? So even with even with a loss in the Egg Bowl, it could end up being old Miss if Alabama pulls off that upset. Just just have to wait and see. But if State comes in this week and they're like twenty first, then it's not impossible to think because State State beating Tennessee State isn't going to push them into the uh, college football playoff poll. They need to be ranked this week to have a chance to do that.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. In a message says, looks like flipmus is getting started a little earlier this year. Yeah, that's so, a bad way to start
4: Egg Bowl week. A yeah, taste of their dry.
2: own medicine,
3: though.
4: Yeah. Normally this is the other way around, but it's, it's State doing the flipping today. Uh, four-star receiver Marques Dorch of George County uh, has flipped from Ole Miss to Mississippi State. Made it pretty clear he wanted to play receiver. Ole Miss wanted him at defensive back,
2: so he's headed to Starkville. Well, perhaps that works out better for everybody, then. If he wants perhaps. to be a receiver, they're going to let him be a receiver in Starkville, and... Ole Miss thought he was going to be a better Miss, defensive back than. Yeah.
4: Ole Miss with a couple of decommitments over the weekend. They also lost a uh, four star offensive lineman,
2: Bryson Hurst, from Gaucher.
12: Yeah. And
2: that one was a little. I, I don't think many people were surprised by the Dorch thing. I think the was a
4: little more surprising. I agree. I agree with that. Dorch. Dorch had not visited Ole Miss since committing, I don't think, whereas he'd been at state, I think, four or five times. Sort of saw the writing on the wall there. Don't know what's going to happen with Hurst. Don't know if, if, if that's a flip or if, if he's going to end up looking elsewhere. So we'll see. There you go.
2: We uh, By the way, if you are a football consumer, you got a bunch of it coming up this week. Three matching games tomorrow night. Toledo, Ohio, Western Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Bowling Green, and Miami. And then two more on Wednesday night with Northern Illinois and Buffalo and Central Michigan and Ball State. You got Louisville and Duke coming up on Thursday night. And then a bunch of games on Friday night, including Southern Miss at Louisiana Tech. Southern Miss, man, they played hard against UTSA. That game was, what, tied at halftime, is that right? Yeah. And give Will Hall a lot of credit. He just Sometimes
4: coaches are just like, I know we're going to lose, but I'm going to I'm just going to play my game. He decided to go wildcat. Frank Gore Jr. at quarterback the entire game, and, and they played one of their better halves of football of the year. But UTSA just too good in the end and pulls away.
2: But I'll yeah, give Will Hall a lot of credit for trying something. Stay undefeated on the season. Yeah, UTSA does with the uh, with the win. Also, Friday night you got Memphis and Houston down in Houston. Memphis sitting at five and five and two and four in the American. Arizona-Washington State with, on... With a win
4: over Mississippi
2: State. With a win over Mississippi State. And a win over SMU! Yeah. What is that letter combination? I guess.
4: <laughs> Don't get Michigan State in there, though, though. Yeah. Or Southern Miss.
2: Yeah. Be a bad deal for Mel Tucker's team if they uh, they went down that road. Yeah. And then uh, a lot of hoops. <laughs> a lot of hoops. You got uh, yeah. Mississippi State off to a 2-0 start. Ole Miss off to a 2-0 start. Rebels are in Charleston, South Carolina this week. They'll play Marquette on Thursday. Shaka smart. And then Friday, it's either Elon or West Virginia, I think. Thanks for being with us. Good Monday afternoon. Good start to the week. Ten days from the Egg Bowl. Michael Borky, Brian Haydad. and And Rhino. Rhino for two and a half minutes. I'm Richard Cross. Enjoy your evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon. Good night.